the way I watched his fans, which I'm one of, <clears throat> react to to us knowing that he was in pain. Oh yeah, makes that was, me that was feel just makes makes me feel so much prouder than anything I felt involved when when your name was involved, Kate. The way these people literally hugged this man until he got back to calling people cunts with me on a Saturday show. Like it, whether we don't like it. You 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 give us the truth. And watching these people rally around that was something special, man. And I might be overstating it because of my relationship with you or whatever the fuck it is. Call me what you want. I could give a fuck. Bring it. But that that's what makes me know this is real. Mm-hmm. We report the news that nobody has the balls to report. Why am I the only one breaking stories like this? Stop saying them, but I'm not. I'm never gonna stop. These are the kind of stories, guys, that must be told. I'm just a guy who's breaking stories and reporting news from my basement. Hey, what's up, Turtle Riders? How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the live show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Uncle Turtle Boy. They call me around these parts. Gone ahead and I shared the stream to the various social media platforms that we currently operate. That would be the Clarence with Emerson page, my personal account. You can follow that. You don't have to friend request me. Got about, I don't know, 28,000 people following on there. That's pretty cool. Uh, you can also follow the Turtle Boy Daily News page, which just passed 36,000 turtle riders this week. Get on there as well. You, there's a, there's another Facebook fan group. I don't run that one, but there's like 25,000 people in there. It's called Turtle Boy Only Fans. Just search for it on there. Don't search for only fans on google just go on facebook and do that it'll be a completely different page that you find trust me on twitter you can find me at dr turtle boy that's at d-o-c-t-o-r turtle boy because if jill biden's a doctor then i'm definitely a doctor you can also follow me at turtle boy phone because you have two accounts in my line of work although elon musk is being forced to buy twitter today so it appears as if our problems are finally going to end i feel a lot safer on twitter right now than i did 24 hours ago i'll tell you that much so because i'm like I, I gained a lot of followers recently on the dr turtle boy account and i'm like i don't try i try not to count you know count my chickens is that i would count my chickens before the hatch uh because they could take it away from you at any time and i've done it a million times before and so uh, you don't actually own your account because they can just take it from you at any time so but i do feel like it's a lot safer now than it ever has been before with elon musk running the show so uh, yeah, um, he isn't being forced. Oh, come on. For all intents and purposes, he's being forced because he, he was he got sued. But he, he he put his offer in for Twitter. Right. Which we all thought was great. And then he was like he tried to lowball him, tried to renegotiate because he said, well, you say you have billions, you know, X amount of followers. But I believe 20 percent of them are bots. They're not real people. And so that hurts the valuation of the company. 
And Twitter basically is like, no, motherfucker, you're going to buy this shit because you agreed. You signed on the dotted line. So they sued him. And I think uh, most legal people, even conservative legal people I've read about this, have said that he was going to lose that lawsuit. So uh, he offered basically, fine, how about the original offer? And they're like, yep, deal. So there you go. Elon Musk is going to own Twitter. It's going to be much better now. Anyway, um, we're also on the gram at turtleboy underscore daily underscore news. So you can get at me on there as well. And uh, all these other things in the bio below. Check them out. Spotify, podcast form, you name it. It's all on there. Merch you can buy in the store. We also do a stream on Thursday nights. But it's premium only. You got to join this thing called Turtle Club. Turtle Club for $15 a month, guys. You get ad-free on the website. You get, And you can purchase that below. Uh, you get access to the Thursday night stream that nobody else gets. Cool content. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice. Anything in the Turtle Boy store you want, you just let me know and I send it to you. No problem. Most importantly, by joining Turtle Club, what you're doing, the whole purpose of this is that I don't want to be dependent on advertisers. I hate advertisers. Uh, I don't like the idea of another company being able to just decide whether or not I have big money that month. Like I don't like that. So, and they can be manipulated by mobs. Like for instance, a woke mob could call up uh, a former advertiser and say, Hey, he said something really offensive and I don't like it on the show. It's hate speech and it's racist and it's transphobic. And I want you to do something about that. And uh, do you at does your company support that? And then I get a call from the company and they're like, hey, can you tone it down a little bit? I don't want to tone it down a little bit. I don't want to tone it down at all. I want to tell you exactly how I feel because that's literally the whole purpose of this. I refuse to self-censor myself. So by joining Turtle Club, you become the customer. You become the person that the content is catered toward. And that's exactly how it should be. So the more people join Turtle Club, the more self-sufficiency this is, the more Turtle Boy takes off, the more we dominate the world, the more we get new bloggers. Trust me, we're going to be a lot bigger at this point next year than we are right now. That's the turtle boy guarantee. Okay. How you doing, Deb? Doing back, well. How are you? Back back from your sickness. Are you feeling better? I am feeling better. Thank you. I think I think you Much gave better. me what I think you gave me whatever you had cuz I'm a little easily awful. I didn't know where to. Pain. Yeah, so uh yeah, so um we do have a good show tonight, guys. Um we I'm waiting to hear not uh let's see let's see i'm waiting to hear from well R ramona uh, is having some issues so i'm gonna see if she's there um she said she's having trouble logging in to the stream everybody yet. has issues logging in gmail, really. like yeah you just need a gmail account that's literally the only thing you need so you just need a gmail account so hopefully i'm messaging her I'll, i mean i could just call her on facebook but that's definitely not as fun when you do that um much rather have it so that she's on so um i'm gonna call her i just wanted to get started that's why we just did this but anyway why don't we just do a little background into this because i can see she has read my messages on facebook when i said we're starting now hope you can log in you there and then she has read that she's not responded to that so hopefully all right so let's talk about this so this uh, first got brought to my attention by uh, Nicole Solis, actually, who I've had on a number of times before. She's the she's a, a very active parent from North Kingstown, Rhode Island, or is it South? I think North. Don't hold me to that. Um, but this woman also don't going too fast, going too fast. Oh, Ramona's here. Wow, we got you on. Wow, how are you? 
That was How so are good. you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. So um, we were just about to delve into the story, and so maybe you can help us out with this. But like I said, I, I found out about you through uh, my friend Nicole there, <laughs> and she's very active, obviously, in what I would call common sense, conservative parental uh, issues with the public schools. And that's kind of how she became known around these parts. Unfortunately, she's banned from Twitter right before Elon Musk Maybe saved her. Twitter. Maybe she can come back now. We'll see, hopefully. But, um, you know, I'm surprised, quite frankly, that they're allowing you on there. Yeah, I mean, you seem to, I'm sure you're on the list. Have you ever been censored on Twitter? Oh, yes. In fact, if you put my name in the search bar, it'll come up as no, you know, nothing comes up. There's no, uh, there's no Ramona Bessinger. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. So and the um, banner is across every one of my pictures. So I can't post pictures, you know? Oh, yeah. They have ways. So, they have their ways. They do. So mm -hmm. let's go through this um, story here. So you made national news last year when you were, you were a middle school teacher, correct? Uh, in the Providence public schools. Yes. I mean, okay. really just to give you the back information, uh, most of my career has been at the high school level and for a couple of years, I was at the middle school level, which was quite an interesting experience, to say the least. But that's how I, you know, sort of recognized this curriculum as it rolled in. Um, it was very strange to me. It was it was odd right away uh, for a whole host of reasons. Yeah. So. OK, so um, and, and then you so you kind of made headlines because you started writing a series of blog posts for a website called Legal Insurrection. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yes. And, and these blog posts were about your concern about, I've read them all. Uh, there was, uh, you, you're basically concerned that books were being removed from the classrooms that were considered offensive. You were concerned about the curriculum, uh, what was not being, what was being hidden from parents, a number of issues, critical race theory, uh, transgender indoctrination in the schools. Uh, you know, it's, we kind of, wrote out some of it right here um missing from our curriculum during the school year was the diversity and i like the way that you worded this because uh you know these are important books in american literature the cruce the crucible they really took out the crucible well they're at the high school now okay but i want to talk to you about exactly how they're sneaking all this in into the high school it's quite interesting actually okay um, but at the middle school level they basically threw everything out into big huge steel dumpsters literally came around to all the classrooms, you know, jokingly calling teachers, killing each other, comrade, um, oddly enough. Now, it wasn't funny at the time, but not so funny now. Okay. So, um, and, and it says you're missing from our curriculum during the school year was the diversity, perspective, truth, and rigor that were previously taught. Previously vetted books were removed from our classroom and sent to recycling. Gone was the diverse collection of American world literature, um, a book by James Baldwin. I mean, he's like one of the most famous African. They they threw his work out. Everything was gone and then replaced with curriculum platforms, and I can explain what that is. Yeah, what's a yeah, what's a curriculum platform? So curriculum is composed of multiple um, items. Okay, so when these curriculum platforms came in, you have to understand. So sort of like starting with a clean slate, they came in with books, assessments, and. Um, you know, the common core standards for us to use and sort of apply to all of our assessments, et cetera. But primarily we were given this curriculum platform with lesson plans and books. And immediately we all noticed 
that, you know, there was something quite wrong. Initially, some teachers pointed out that these, they seemed kind of stupid, actually, um, historically inaccurate. Um, and then we started noticing that um, thematically everything was the same. Everything was about the oppressed versus oppressor narrative. Um, and then, of course, the absence of all of our Holocaust uh, materials, Holocaust units, which upset me a great deal. And, um, you know, what is more what is more what is more oppressor versus oppressed than the Holocaust? Exactly. And that was my point. I brought that up to the consultant. I asked her, I said, because we had to have consultants to teach us how to teach this sort of indoctrination and these uh, these ridiculous books. And um, and I did ask her, point blank, I said, you're talking about, you know, uh, genocide, genocide. What child, what human being can't relate to genocide and, and, and horrors of the atrocity? So I was very, very concerned that I wasn't able to teach Anne Frank that year. I, I feel that it, you know, Anne Frank was a springboard for all kinds of diverse discussions about atrocities taking place all over the world and, you know, gone. And when I asked this curriculum, uh, this curriculum um, consultant why we weren't teaching it, she basically you know, didn't have an answer. She, and I, you know, recorded it, I might say. And she said, well, it's illegal here in Rhode Island. And no, she it's, said, it is, it's legal, right? You yeah. can do that. In uh, Rhode so Island. I can yeah. say that. I don't care. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I care, but you know, the, um, she basically said, oh, but children can't relate to in the inner here in Providence, children can't relate to Anne Frank. Well, that's a lie. They're liars. They lie point blank. How can they not relate to Anne Frank? Don't know. They're alive because they're alive. Like, what does that mean? How do you relate to Anne Frank? She was an oppressed. Right? She was. She was marginalized. Right? The definition yeah. of marginalized. They they love that word. Oh, she was right. She lived in a a crowded urban area in a small tenement, and was forced into to live there in solitude and was yeah. treated as a second class citizen until they found her and murdered her. But they can't okay. relate to that. Okay, so they must. But life was easier than that. A little bit easier than that, but. And so they're not teaching any of this stuff, which I just find insane. And so when I get in arguments with these people about critical race theory, they always say, well, you guys want to erase history, right? You guys, you, know, you don't want to teach about the bad aspects of American history. You taught, you taught, you're an English teacher, correct? Right. And do you, I've seen some of the posters from your room. It seems like you talk about Martin Luther King, correct? I, t I talk about everything. I draw from multiple multiple cultures. I'm talking about the historical context in which the liter literature was written. I'm bringing from multiple different sources. These people are liars to suggest that we were not teaching the truth or to suggest that we're not teaching anything about slavery is an outrageous lie. And I challenge anybody to a debate, but of course that's never yeah. gonna happen because let's face it, it's not true, right? And nobody wants right, to. Right, right. And, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, no, no, no. We don't want to stop teaching. I mean, I taught history myself for 11 mm -hmm. years in the public schools. And I love teaching the civil rights movement. I love teaching about Reconstruction. Yeah. And literally every chapter, like even in a chapter like the 1920s or the Great Depression, which that was civil rights was not the major aspect of that those eras. You still talk about it. You still talk about, okay, so the, the, for instance, the 20s is a really prosperous decade in American history. But wasn't prosperous for everyone. African Americans were still treated like second class citizens. That that aspect is literally incorporated into every single chapter. It's impossible Everything. to avoid. And the whole purpose of learning about history 
is for us to learn from our mistakes, right? And become better. That so is like, correct. We learn about racism and slavery so we don't do it again. So again, right. <laughs> it's like this Beautiful. idea that we just taught that, like, you know, James Madison and uh, Alexander Hamilton came together and they farted rainbows. And that's how this country was made. That's not what's actually happening, but it seems like the pro CRT people would have you believe that is what is happening in the classroom. Well, uh, who cares what the pro CRT people are saying? Well, you should care. They're, they're giving you a hard time. Well, I don't actually. I mean, for me, I mean, I do care. You're right. I, you're right. I do care about the effects that this political ideology is having on children. hundred percent. That's what I care about, but I don't care about what these, you know, very stupid people are saying about the 1619 project or American history being neglected or parts of American history not being, sorry, parts of American history not being um, shared out or taught to children. These are outrageous lies. And it's and, and I don't want to be polite about it anymore. I think that everybody tiptoes around the issue and nobody wants to be sound, you know, inflammatory. But I we need to start you know, speaking out about this because they're, they're, they're basically taking over our education system, reframing everything around this uh, narrative, this very myopic narrative that everything is about oppressed versus oppressor. Mm. And we are losing huge parts of our literary tradition, global oh. literary tradition. You know, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. Now, High school teachers will argue, oh, no, she's a liar because we actually teach the classics. But now that I'm at the high school and I have a good look at this curriculum, I know exactly how it's all embedded in there as well. We can speak to okay. that when you're ready. So um, I'm just going chronologically through the blog here. Um, and you got an email on April 13th from a Barbara Mullen from a Providence school district. Was she like a curriculum coordinator or something? Some, oh, some sort of DEI expert. Okay. Yeah. So she sends out. She sends out a thing for professional development. Please see our, uh, for a few key updates around our culture, equity, and diversity efforts. And you have uh, a number of workshops that you can join here. And one of them is called Educators of Color Affinity Group. I learned what the word affinity groups means about a year ago. It means segregation. It means we're going to you know, put people together by different races and just call it affinity groups. And then no one will notice. Uh, and then you have a white identifying educator affinity group which was for white teachers only so they can learn about their whiteness, which of course is inherently a, yeah. a bad thing. Did you speak up when you got this email? Oh, um, I was shocked when I received that email and initially didn't know what to do. In fact, I think I might've even given it to Nicole at some point in time when we were initially sort of unearthing all of this and trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Um, I didn't participate in this because I felt that it was some sort of a bizarre, you know, stupid thing that I mean, it just made no sense to me. And I wasn't going to be uh, separated out like that, segregated mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I didn't understand their rationale when we asked why are white teachers in one group and African-American or non-white teachers in another group? The answer was not satisfactory to any of us or most of us anyway. Uh, they told us that, well, you know, we want to give people a safe space. They love to use that phrase, safe space, right? As if, you're safe, as, if, as if it's unsafe being around you. Oh, that's the implication. Terribly right? unsafe. As you can see, I'm terrifying. Have you ever shanked anyone? <laughs> no? Okay, just making sure. I, I don't know. They, they would make you believe. I didn't know who you were a week ago, but I, from reading about you, you would think you're the most dangerous person in America. Is that true? <laughs> 
I sometimes as a mother, I guess, as a mother and a teacher <laughs> and a Christian, and you know, I guess I those things are dangerous now. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, so going along with this, right? Uh, you, this is uh, so that you got that in April, and you were on Tucker what in July of last year? Uh, last uh, November, maybe. Oh, last November. Okay, yeah. and by that point you had been banished to the basement of classical high school. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing. It's not really funny, but yeah. I, yeah. You could call it that. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to George Costanza in a Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. They <laughs> stuck him in the basement. They wanted him to quit. That's how they try to get you to quit. They stuck you in the basement. Let me just say, I got a lot of work done down there. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and so um, you start, you go on the show like Tucker and obviously I like Tucker. It's the highest rated cable TV show in history. Um, but People just call what call them white supremacist, and you know, by people who go on there are seen as like you're plat being platformed by a white supremacist. Did you get a lot of blowback from going on Tucker? Well, I, I received a lot of blowback from the beginning. As soon as the legal insurrection article came out in July mm. last year, immediately I was you know uh, called all kinds of names when I went back to school that, that September and uh, didn't want to participate in the white privilege walk uh, or privilege walk or whatever it was, I refused. And from that moment on, coupled with the article, you know, and the public sort of uh, an interest in the article that I'd written and yeah, I mean, attacked, you know. What, what, no, I, what is this? What is this picture we see right here on October 12th, so, 2021? What is the story behind this? It's quite lovely. So um, when, uh, it, there's a whole bunch of intricacies, but basically I was out of the classroom that day and lo and behold, uh, students, a couple of students were allowed to go into my classroom and vandalize it. And, you know, children, I don't blame the children. I don't even blame the high school students that, that um, participated in this very mean-spirited um, protest. I really don't fault yeah, them. I, I fault the adults around them because the adults are you know, basically egging them on. Children yeah. do not act like this. No, on their they own. don't. No, they don't. Children no, they will don't. do what it, children will do. You don't get do into a classroom this way. They're on, classrooms are locked. So somebody let them in and we oh, know. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I mean, I think my markers. children will do what they can get away with, whatever they can get away with. And like, and it's up to adults to you say, know. no, you, you can't do that. And I mean, yeah. that's just the nature of human beings is that yeah. like left to their own devices kids will get into bad things and it's up to the adults to say no you can't do that and i think the problem here is that the adults are weaponizing these children against you because they're doing the things that you that they can't do to you 100 percent, they are weaponizing and, them yeah that is and, exactly right just like in the cultural revolution children were weaponized just like in the totally. second world war children were weaponized same thing same principle <laughs> Um, and, and so, I mean, these are really horrible things that they Horrible. wrote on there. They wrote, Ramona is a bitch. Bye-bye. Um, you leaving fire, Miss ba And this is when you were in the basement? No, Still? this is okay. before. And of oh, course, I, okay. yeah, I expressed concern. This is when I was sort of really coming out. The children were asking me why, you know, questions that clearly adults were were feeding them. Children are not looking at news stories, right? They're not understanding no. probably the news stories that I've written or or that were written about me. No. And nor did they even bother to ask. Suddenly, this kind of aggression was 
normalized in my school. And and they and any teacher in Providence or or teachers that are leaving the profession will attest to this. You know that that how easily it is for a grown up to groom a child to behave in this way. It is very. It doesn't take much. And children want to please their teachers. They want to please the principals or the people. Well, they should. So they, they should want to. Right. That's right. Somebody opened the door, gave them my markers, which by the by the way. There's no cameras in the hallways to show. Sorry? There's no cameras in the hallways. It, suddenly nobody knew where, you know. But mm. we know we know who they are because you know, there's ways to figure that out. Um, because they you know, social media. And you've been teaching for over 20 years, correct? 24 years. That's so this right. is not your first and you've never no. had, you know, five, 10 years ago, this wasn't an issue, these sorts no. of things. Okay. No, so never. this is because I got out of teaching in 2014, right before the beginning of Donald Trump. And I think I got I out at just the right time because I, I <laughs> well, it was, you know, it had nothing to do with the Trump. I didn't even know Trump was going to be, I didn't even know that factor was coming up, but I look yeah. back on that. I'm like, Oh my God, I could not do it now with i couldn't do it it's like when trump changed everything because when he came along he was just portrayed as this you know he's evil it, like whereas other republicans like they didn't like mitt romney they didn't like john mccain but you all had to universally agree that donald trump was evil like he's he wants to hurt small brown children like he's racist he's he's a bad person and if you um support him or the kids find out that you support him but then you're a bad person too. And now they're unsafe around you. And now they can't learn or like they can't trust you. Now this is an unsafe space. And it's just, it changed everything. I swear to God, when he came around. He was the first sort of victim of this mob mentality, really. And really very brave to make the uh, stances that he did with regards to education and so many of the issues that we're now actually seeing. So it may have seemed odd or you know, very bold and brazen at the time, but now we're all missing those days, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> well, some of us more than others. Um, so you got eventually you posted on July twenty fourth here after spending nine months in a windowless basement after involuntary transfer to a school that didn't want me. Classical. The Providence School District has given up uh, fighting my legal grievance starting September. I have a permit. So was the union helping you out prior to that? You mentioned legal grievance. Well, this is where it gets uh, interesting. I, um, I'm i being helped and advised by Judicial Watch. And, um, and they found out about you through legal insurrection or Tucker sorry? or whatever? Through and they found and how did how did how did how did Judicial Watch find you? Well, initially, when the article came out, many attorneys uh, contacted me, and I didn't really understand why. And then I started to really understand why shortly after the um, the piece kind of went viral, I suppose, in the United States and even not internationally. And so attorneys were contacting me. And I really didn't understand why people were contacting me. I, I just was, you know, trying to share what I felt was the truth and and from my heart, you know in all honesty. And, um, and then Judicial Watch uh, sort of reached out and I, I felt a sort of affinity or connection there. there. I feel that they're doing excellent work in the world and uh, truly they are heroes and they're, they're currently my heroes, I will say. And uh, I hope. Yeah, they actually helped the teacher. They they helped the teacher in Dedham for a story that we broke uh, about a year and a half ago about a teacher there who was, actually was a, he was a football coach 
don't yes. know if you saw the story and he and he had a daughter that went to the to middle school there and he expressed some concerns over BLM propaganda being taught in classrooms and uh, critical race theory. And for that, he was not high, rehired as the football coach. So they sued. And although he didn't get uh, reinstated, Judicial Watch basically hired, you know, uh, took on his case after the story went viral and they, he didn't get his job back, but he forced them to kind of bend the knee and make a public statement apologizing and admitting that uh, they will no longer allow teachers to wear BLM stuff in the class because BLM is a, whether or not they want to admit it, what it's a political slogan. It's no different from wearing a, uh, I don't know, a MAGA. Like, it's the same thing. It, it's a, mm -hmm. like, and, and so obviously they wouldn't allow that in school, so they shouldn't allow BLM in either. Right. That is because exactly it, right. I, it's it was nice to see. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, that, that so made me so happy to see that he won that case uh, alongside uh, Judicial Watch wanted for him, I guess is the way to, I don't know the legal language, but uh, they were successful with that lawsuit. And uh, that made me very happy. And we're seeing evidence of this all over the country. So as people become aware and they're fighting back and they're fighting back with a vengeance because they love this country and they care about children, we're seeing these lawsuits and this, these examples of litigated situations, you know, they're successful. And that makes me very happy. There's hope. This will, we'll, we'll overcome this. Yeah. And so like, I just want to address this. I, I, I assume this is a troll chicks for you. Uh, BLM is phrase. And that's what they'll hide behind. They, they picked a very, not like they picked a phrase. I mean, it's brilliant marketing. This is what I always said about BLM. It's uh, that like, what, you don't believe black lives matter. It's like, no, I believe black lives matter. I just know a Trojan horse when I see one. And that's all that is, is you're just throwing this thing out there. It's like, oh, this is great. Everybody agrees. Black Lives Matter. Of course, Black Lives Matter. And meanwhile, here comes all the communism with it. Here comes all the critical race theory. Here comes transgenderism. It's just a way for them to get it inside institutions and, yes. and eventually control the narrative. That's all. And it is. prey on the children. That's what they're right. doing. Right. Predator it's predatory. These adults who, oh, with the t-shirts, love is love. You know, I was hoping, I was looking for mine tonight. I thought that'd be kind of fun to wear, but um, can't find it, sadly. So yeah, um, the right needs better marketing because that's what the left is really good at is marketing slogans and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, I mean, because like love is love. That's a perfect example. It's like, yes. yeah, heck yeah, that's awesome. Like, who's going to disagree with that? Love um, is love until you disagree with an right. item or have a difference of opinion. And then, you know, they're vicious and violent. Yes. Yes, they are. And so I'm like going through your Facebook and Twitter and I got to be perfectly honest with you. Like you express a lot of, um, you know, pretty standard, um, but uh, very opinionated right wing sentiments on your page. And a lot of people, myself included, when I was a teacher, I would not post stuff like this on my page because I'm like, I just wanted to keep a low profile. I didn't want to get caught. I know that you have a right to do this and you should have a right to do this. But are you worried about losing your livelihood? Because that's what a lot of teachers are worried about is like losing their pension, losing their livelihood. Are you worried about that at all, that your social media postings could cost you your job someday? My family and this country are much more important than what <laughs> you know they offer me. And that is the bottom line. So no, I'm not. That is awesome. I'll do that what I have awesome. to do. And I won't uh, dial, you know, my posts are 100% accurate. They are speaking about political ideologies. I never attack anyone except for maybe Angelica Fonte Green at the Rhode Island Department of Education. She quite deserves. Who's she? She's the um, 
the commissioner of education at Rhode Island Department of Education. She and, is, yeah, the figurehead there. Yeah, I can She's imagine. Really, I yeah. can imagine what her politics are and mm -hmm. you know, enough said. Yeah. The position kind of says enough. Uh, but yeah, reading all this over, because um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I got, I was a little background of a turtle boy. I was a, I started a blog called Aiden from Worcester.com before I had turtle boy. And I got suspended for five days without pay because I wrote a blog. Um, there was uh, a, this player on the Miami Dolphins named Jonathan Martin. He was a, an offensive lineman. He weighed like 320 pounds, big, strong guy. And he said he was the victim of bullying from other teammates. And I'm like, I don't know if you remember the story. It was like nine years ago. And in the, my blog post, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. He's a grown man, football player, talking about getting bullied. I'm like, this is the most overused word in the English language. We are, we are teaching children to be victims and blah, blah, blah. I got called down to the principal's office about it. And they said, well, your post there, you know, if a kid reads that, they could feel unsafe coming to you with bullying concerns. And this violates our school policy. You know, if they want to, they can find some policy that uh -huh. you violated. Like, this is what they go to school for is learning how to like, you know, their lawyers take care of this for them. Okay. You got to document everything, get like four instances, and then we're going to use this angle with them. And so I saw the writing on the wall. That's why I started the turtle boy blog. It was anonymous for a while. Um, and, but you just do it openly. You just throw your name out there. And it, I do feel like because you've been doing this for so long, you know, they're less, they're not, they're just kind of waiting for you to retire. I think that's my theory. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, just have the mob descend upon me. That's very manly. Or that, yes. That, that's that, very that too. We're going to get, I mean, what these adults really are shameful. It's sort of like an education cartel. Really. That's the way they operate. And, and I'm not afraid to, to put the truth out there because. <laughs> did they really do this? Did he bring you down and ask you to tweet something more positive? He did. Yes. So I did. <laughs> so you did. Love love America. <laughs> oh, a lot of people, believe it or not. Uh, um, do you feel, I mean, what, what's he like? Oh, <laughs> he's, he's a principal of a. Yeah. I mean, is he, is so we, like, were they, did he explicitly say, can you please stop talking about these issues on your Facebook page? Um, uh, well, <laughs> and if there's anything you feel uncomfortable talking about publicly, that's fine too. I totally get it. Bad connection. <laughs> yes. I totally get it. Cause I, you are still working there. I get that part. So let's talk about, um, some other stuff today. So last week, oh, students yes. announced on various social media platforms that they're organizing a walkout to protest your existence at the school because you got your classroom back. You're a full-time, what, is it ninth grade? What grade do you teach now? Uh, ninth and 12th. Oh, ninth and 12th. That's interesting. Okay. And so it's mm -hmm. just, is it uh, American literature? What do you teach uh, exactly? World lit. World lit. Okay. And so, so is Shakespeare now. for the seniors? Shakespeare in the 12th grade, Kafka prior to Shakespeare. and. What are they doing in ninth grade? What are they reading? Oh, Mice and Men. Oh, that's a good one. Did yes. they do like ninth grade at our school? There was a lot, there was Animal Farm they did in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, uh, what's the British one where all the kids kill each other? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that like that's a good one. There's some good literature freshman year. That you, oh, this one literature is so great, and and the wonderful thing about literature is that it's a it's an opportunity for kids to really come together and talk about things that connect them and connect us all really, and also point out atrocities. I mean, mm. literature, really good literature, is filled with atrocities and and uh, challenging moments and difficult 
you know, things to, for kids to explore and discuss. Well, and it's sadly, themes. It's themes. It's themes and it's human nature. Like Lord yeah. of the Flies, that's about human nature. That's what I like about that. Like what would human beings do if left to their own devices on this island with no guidance or parents or anything like that? Or uh, one that applies to you that they do junior year, at least they did at Shepherd Hill, was um, The Crucible. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly, like I, uh, I think that's somewhat similar to what you're dealing with. Yes, no? really. That pointy reckoning is is coming to Bessinger in the chorus room. Do you have your <laughs> Scarlet A? I mean, it's like that's oh, your, that's right. The Scarlet C for conservative yeah. or something. That's oh, and it's really, you can you can draw all kinds of literary illusions. I'm I'm having fun. I'm like restraining myself in class because really, it's like 1984, right? That's two great. Plus you two. That I refuse, by the way, to say that two plus two equals five. Winston gave in. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. And it's Lord of the Flies. And, yeah. um, you know, it's so many great. It's really a lot like the, well, many times in history, you know, the medieval times. It's a lot like uh, you know, post Second World War, it's a lot like the Second World War. I mean, there are so many connections that we can make. And sadly, totally. there are no connections being made. I mean, I'm sure you know what I think, there are lots of teachers just quietly shutting the door and discarding this garbage, uh, you know, which is somebody asked earlier, what about to kill a mockingbird? Are you uh, did they did they get rid of that in your school too? Because that is one of the greatest pieces of American literature. Uh, well, I haven't seen it on the in the curriculum platform. Thank you. I think I'll I'll investigate that further. I, it could be there. There's there's lots of books. Um, there are lots of classics in this on this platform. But go ahead, ask me how it. I mean, these, these, yeah. I mean, these these are so much more important things than uh, you know genderqueer or anything like that or or yeah. Dr. Kendi's latest whatever book he's selling or Robin D'Angelo. Silly. And, and that's what they Who want you knows? so. So anyway, so they organized this, um, students organized this protest. Now you believe teachers are behind this. I, in my research, I didn't find any evidence of that. What makes you think teachers are helping them with this? Well, um, oh, there's that connection again. Um, I, we, I just have, you know, um, intel. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So you, so this is more than just a theory. Well, Yes. Okay, yes. that's, that's yes. enough said. And it I doesn't it. matter. You know, that's yeah. that question. I think that more importantly is that kids felt compelled and they also felt emboldened to to do this. And it was sanctioned by grownups. I mean, sanctioned? talk about Lord of the Flies. Talk about, you know, uh, sort of a show trial or, or, or sort of Banana Republic kind of kangaroo court-ish you know, I didn't even have these kids as students, but maybe two of them who spoke, you know, it's quite oh, they, astounding they, that this was allowed with any kind of, without any kind of discussion prior or mitigation. I mean, who does that? What kind yeah. of grown up would allow that? So and these kids, these kids I'm seeing. I mean, really well, is that shameful. Yeah. So these kids I'm seeing right here, these aren't your students? No. Oh. And so like, because no, I did. Yeah. Go ahead. One or two of them that spoke, you know, uh, but no, I didn't, I didn't, even, I don't even know these kids and they were making um, these ridiculous allegations. I think one crazy uh, thought was, or one, one comment that was made was that I, I didn't know someone's name. It's like, 
Okay. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> that you mixed me up with another kid, and you know she's black too, and therefore all black people look the same to you. That's... No, she, this person happens to wear a mask, and you know I <laughs> saw this person a couple of times. I'm just learning. You know, it's so crazy. Oh yeah, can we just talk about that for a moment? What is up with the masks and the kids at the school? It's like that to me is one of the scariest parts about this whole protest that oh. I saw. It was like 75% of the 75 of the kids were wearing masks outside. We are talking, they choose to do it. I assume it's not mandatory at the school anymore. They're literally choosing to do this, which is the most evidence of brainwashing. And it's scary it. that they've just been, I mean, adults cannot wait to take their masks off. But kids are, I see more young people wearing masks than I see old people these days. They're being, um, you know, well, first of all, young people may wear a mask simply because they're very shy or they don't want to show, you know, they hide behind it or they really do have anxiety or fear about COVID. But in this case, kids were encouraged to cover and conceal oh. their identity. Now, why would you do that if you had if, if what you were saying really had some validity? Why not actually write a letter? And White supremacists. Whites, they don't want to get doxxed by white supremacists. That's what they'd say. No, that's not why. They didn't, they just didn't want to, they wanted to go outside and cause a ruckus and skip right. class. And they wanted to and, be anonymous. Yeah. And be, you know, mean, I think, because it's mean. Oh, of course. And you so, know, like, you can say whatever you want. So mean. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. This is bullying. What, bullying. what they did to you yesterday is literally targeted. Like, imagine what that's like. And that, I felt bad for you when I saw this. It's like, even though you're yeah. obviously a strong person to do this. This has to hurt your feelings a little bit. You know what hurt my feelings? Want me to tell you really what hurt my feelings? What? I'm tough. And I mean, what really, really was sad is that how many parents and kids reached out to me privately. And one student was actually teary-eyed over it. I don't want students to feel that they're torn between, you know, the, the mob and, you know, being... Uh, my student, you know, and that bothered me. That made me angry that the adults would actually put kids in a situation where they had to choose or conceal the fact that they really enjoy my class and they like me as a teacher. And when that happens, that's called also not just bullying of me, but now they're intimidating others to feel the same. Mm -hmm. And you know what that's like when you have 15, Mob 16 mentality. Years, they all want to yeah. fit in and understandably so. And many parents messaged me privately and teachers did as well. And I don't, I don't want teachers to feel like, oh, gee, we feel badly. I don't want that at all. What I want is for people to stand up and to speak out because everyone knows it's going on and everyone is taking that backseat out of fear. And I am just a mother and a, a school teacher. And if I can speak out, then others darn well should join this. And, and, and totally. if you lose your job, great. You'll save your country and also save the children. Because what's going to happen if nobody says anything? We're not going to have jobs to worry about. And we're not going to have homes that we cherish to be able to pass down to our children. So fight now or... Later. Well, this is why the right always loses, right? Because we have so many people like that that just are like, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything. I, I don't want to be their next victim and blah, blah, blah. What are you scared of? You're scared of a bunch of people yelling meaningless things at you, like racist and transphobic. None of those words mean anything anymore. They used, they used to mean something when they were actually, you know, 
uh, defined clearly and people said them to people who were actually racist. But now they just make anything up and they just label you as these horrible things. So I say bring it on. Like your words mean nothing to me, communists. They really don't care what you have to say about me. But I saw, you know, I'm watching these videos here. And do you mind if we just watch um, a couple of these uh, that I found particularly disturbing? Like, let's see this one. So they're reading your tweets here. She continues on. This is from two days ago. Wow. Wow. She says, it is criminal child abuse to push this radical gender affirmation onto impressionable children and teens. And next we have progressive trans activists, sometimes pretending to be school teachers, counsel young children. So the, the, her, this poor misguided kid here is just, she doesn't know how to argue anything. She can't make a point. She can only say, what the fuck? I don't agree. I don't like the thing wow. that you're saying. What the fuck? Somebody taught her, you know, I mean, really, <laughs> I, I, I would love to write an op-ed and, and really have. Do you know that girl? Is she your student? No. 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 So you don't even know. She doesn't even know you. She hasn't gotten a chance yeah. to know you. Or anything like that. She just has hatred in her heart for you, though. It is really shocking to see the hatred, and you know, it's really like that courtroom scene in the Crucible when they, when Abigail Adams is screaming and yelling things about uh, John Proctor's wife and John Proctor, and she says something. She'll or or one of the characters, and she points, and all the girls point, you know, and it's like she says mm -hmm. something, screams it out, and all the girls scream. It's really the same thing. It is it a mob is, mentality. The kids that are is. misguided. That's why they need to read that literature. Because it's like, <laughs> we don't just read it because it's fun and interesting. We read it because it's about human nature. And and, right. and I think we all agree that those are bad things. Like we read about that because we shouldn't do those sort of things to, to other human beings. That's right. Now, now we have this per This was clearly the leader here, Damon Drury, this student. Who is a, he's like 6'1", he's a male, and he's transitioning. You can hear it in his voice that he's obviously taking some sort of hormones that are changing his voice. Um, but he's, he's, for all intents and purposes, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, almost a grown man. Okay, he wants to say that transitioning teenagers is child abuse, right? Yeah. You know what's child abuse? I'm lucky, right? I'm on blockers, I'm on hormones. Right? Oh, great. Thank you. Child abuse would be continuing to let testosterone ravage my body yeah. and continuing to let my mental health decline. Yeah. Child abuse is forcing people who are trans in a period to continue to have periods. You have a reminder of that every month. Oh, oh every month. Child so abusive. Abusive. Periods are abuse. <laughs> the speakers agree. Child abuse yeah. is what she does. It's berating students. It's exposing them to traumatizing racist words and racist actions. Repeatedly. At, four, at three or four different schools. Fuck that! 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 Okay. 
I mean, it's just talk. It's just the craziest part about this is, and I assume that's not one of your students either. No. And they don't know you. Okay. I and, don't even know their name. I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're somewhat new to the school too. It's like, you don't, yeah. they read about you on the internet. Like they, the, yeah. what they know about you. They've gone to your Twitter. And they, mis and they paraphrase the uh, tweets. The tweets are not even, you know, read to the full extent. They paraphrase, taken words out, mm -hmm. you know, change the meaning a little bit. I mean, this is an opportunity for people to come together and actually discuss things, you know? Mm -hmm. And has that has that have any of these students ever said anything to you in school? No, no, no. I think one of them actually, you know, to 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 talk to me last year, but the and I tried, I tried to honestly say this really is not about, and I'll say this here, you know, in this interview, this really is not about being anti-trans or anti-gay or anti-anything. This is about me as a mother and a teacher concerned about the developmental, you know, needs of children, that little, the children younger than these high school students are now being funneled into through these, this website safe space, funneled into these gender transition, you know, clinics or the web of the, the whole thing. And it's, and they may not be ready for this process. And so let's have a discussion about it, but let's not, you know, behave in this way. Yeah. Speaking of accomplished, it, it has, if any of these kids came up to you, would you have a conversation with them about any of this stuff? Of course I would probably now no, because, you know, let's face it. Everything I say is going to be misinterpreted. In fact, it actually mm. is. Mis so it would know. be in, in bad yeah. faith. You think? Yeah. Okay. They're taking okay. everything I'm saying and just right. you know, rephrasing it into, I mean, I was accused of uh, a phrase. I didn't even know something. Some one student said something about redlining. I'm like, what the heck is redlining? And um, you know, I had to get clarification yeah. from my principal. I'm like, do you know what that means? So, you know, they're just making things up now. Um, I mean, it's almost so desperate and, and everybody knows it. It's I like, know. so I, I, I was a unionized teacher myself and I'm sure you're in the union too. I think you have to be. Um, and, but where are, like, where is the union? Because when I see this, I'm like, this is a, uh, a workplace issue. Like, this is where you go to work every day. You have a right to work in safe conditions. If you have a hundred kids outside rallying and spewing hatred against you, that is unsafe. That is not a good work environment to be in. And the bosses are doing nothing to stop this. The principal is watching. There are a bunch of adults watching Enjoy this it. all happen. Now, call me old school, but uh, when, when kids skip school and walk out of class, that should not be allowed. Like that should not, especially when they are speaking in a megaphone at the building and I saw windows open, kids were watching. This disrupts the school learning environment, and they're, they're they're robbing other students of an education in doing so. And the principal is just allowing it because you, you're not going to say, "I'll say it. he's a coward, he's he's a total puss, and he's not and he's sackless, and he won't just shut up and do his job and say, "No, listen, you little brat, you're the student, we're the teacher." You're going to come in here and you're going to be respectful to my, my teachers. That's why I have as a principal, they're my teachers. Okay. They work for me and I'm going to, they're, they're going to respect me and I'm going to respect them. And you're going to respect them. You're not going to treat them like this. And if you do, 
you will be expelled. And that's the extent of our relationship. There's no negotiation process. There's nothing. There's me telling you what to do. And then there's you doing it. And that's it. That's that to me that coming old school, but that used to be the relationship that students and adults had in a school, but it doesn't appear to be that way a classical. Well, there he's afraid. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you know, there people are afraid. Everyone's afraid. afraid. I hear he's that. Afraid. I'm really so sick of that. Well, yes, me too. You know, really, it's cowardly. It is. It is, yeah. and, and and that's what I said to other people about this. They're Can like, you imagine? Well, and that and that's why we lose because they're not afraid. They're not afraid of anything. They're standing up for the most ridiculous causes. This idea that you can just become a woman just because you took a bunch of hormones and you're you're a woman now, like, and that's a ridiculous cause to stand, you know, to to stand on. Uh, but they do it openly, whereas our causes are far less controversial than that. And we're afraid, not me and you, but other people are afraid to. And I'm with you. It's like, I'm, I'm getting sick of that too. The excuse of, well, I'm afraid. It's like, well, then you're the problem. Like you're just as much of a problem as everyone else. If you're, if you're not going to speak up in the face of injustice. You know, the, the analogy I, I draw is if you saw somebody get hit by a car right in front of you, would you drive away and walk away? Well, some sociopaths mm -hmm. might do that, but as human beings, we need to all work together to, to try to come to some consensus here. This is not productive. The country is so divided. And I would say that people like us, we are the majority and more and more folks are joining this sort of, mm -hmm. you know, quiet or silent majority, if you will. And there mm -hmm. are some that are speaking out, but you're right. Like everybody has got to take a stand. You would not ignore that person who's in an accident mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the highway. You'd help. Or if you saw a child attacked or, or a person being you know, raped or attacked, you try to help. Where's the humanity? And where are the men? And, you know, where are the, why, why isn't every mother, you know, at every school board meeting? It's like enough with being polite. I mean, you can be polite and still be loud. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting a message about, I don't know if this is somebody saying, does a student want to debate? Turtleboy, would you debate a student? I mean, I'll, I'll welcome anyone up here after you. It's like I'd rather do it separately and just have a conversation with them about this if there is any students out there watching this because I find you to be completely reasonable. And I think in, again, call me old school, but I find when human beings come together and just talk, it's like we're not that different. It's like, but they're just getting off on this being mean thing. And yeah. the, the video that really shocked me was, the yeah. one where this one, this was the one that like, I, this one shook me a little. We have another account oh. of some racist oh. shit that she did. So was specifically targeting her and was being very aggressive and rude towards her for no fucking reason. Like right there, that's immediate 10 day suspension, immediate. Like if you are a principal of your school and you want to keep order in your school and you want to have respect for teachers, you cannot allow shit brained little kids, these snot lows brats who uh, to get on a megaphone and call one of your teachers a racist bitch. That will not stand. We will not allow that at the school. A good principal, and by the way, you know, if your principal did that, if called that kid in the office and said, you're not going to do that, you know what the kid would do? They would listen, because that's what kids do. 
They yeah. listen to adults. They, they get away with what they can get away with. And they're seeing what is the principle going to allow us to get away with? Oh, and the answer is right. anything we want to in the name of this, social justice. This is the test. This was the test run. Wait and see if this is allowed and this, is, this continues. No one will be safe because they're going to be justifying whatever whim or whatever thought comes into their mind. And where does it end? And, and, you know, these activists and these adults who are motivating these children know that. And they're using the kids. This is where you see the weaponization of our youth. This is exactly what is happening. And, you know, it's, it's really very uh, remarkable that the adults turn a blind eye to all of this. Mm -hmm. it, it is shocking. Even if I were those things, because if I actually were the things that the kids were, you know, those few kids were saying on the megaphone, if really, truly that's the case, guess what? They'd have grounds to fire me. But they know. The, the district knows. Yeah. And that's they know. Name -calling. They're literally name-calling. And call, to call you a bitch, too, it's just like that That, that cannot yeah. stand. I mean, who that cannot that? stand. And people are saying, "Why do you? Why do you care about what people do with their lives?" Uh, maybe because they're protesting her. Maybe, I mean, they're, they're disrupting her work environment. That might be a hey, Raphael. I know you're obviously bit, not yeah. a smart person, but uh, I'll just help you out. That you say you say they are spewing hate, which they are, and you're calling them stupid little bitches. So I, let me explain something to you, Raphael. She's not calling them that. I am. Okay. I'm she. She's being good. She's mature and she's a teacher and she's responsible. I'm none of those things. I have nothing to lose. I run my own show and I'm responsible. And I I answer to nobody. I'm calling you those words. Let's be very very clear about that because that's exactly what you are. I know you're used to throwing punches, right? At the Mitt Romneys of the world and John McCain, you throw punches and then they're like, oh no, I really want to be friends and be Pied Parson. No no. Th this is welcome to the new right. You call us words, we call you them back. Okay, we're not putting up with your shit anymore. Um, she has to because she has to be diplomatic and she's a teacher. I don't. So that that should be very I just want to clarify that right now. Um, and I think you are being you've never I mean, if um, have like you've said other kids have come up to you in the school and quietly said that, like, you know, we like you. We don't agree with any of this stuff they're just they're confused and they know that there's no evidence of these terrible slanderous horrible you know words that are being spoken and you know and they're sad about it and and it's unfortunate that that these kids are so have such hate in their hearts it really is they do have a lot of because hatred I, I you know i was getting ready to take i wanted to take some kids on a field trip you know to go away it's like i was so excited to be a classical and you know, you know that there are certain teachers you know, that you get that feeling that, you know, do not like you because they disagree with your politics or whatever, or what they think your politics are, even though they're not. Um, but I would not have expected this kind of sickening, Lord of the Flies, crucible, uh, evil. It's pure evil what is happening here. Was there, did anything happen in school in the last two days since this blog was written? Yes. Or since, um, since, the, since the report, I apologize, since the, uh, well, yeah, since both the blog was written and since the protest on Friday. Has anything else happened? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, today I had to file a police report. Um, really? Against uh, a student. Yes. And I will continue to do that. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can't just 
harass people and harangue them and threaten them and yes, expect that they're going you. to cower in fear. Yes. You know, maybe that worked yes. some maybe it works sometimes for people or or they're used or they're being told to do this because they believe it will work. But guess what? No one's doing that. I, I, I'm not going to do that. I will not allow this behavior to to descend upon me unjustly. Yeah. That simple. I will file that police report. Good and for you for standing through, up for yourself. I mean, rather, I filed a police report, and there's going to be a disorderly conduct charge forthcoming against against a specific student. Or that's right. Good for you, that's and that's the way it's got to be. You have to stand like, up for yourself. Shame on on uh, some of these children, and shame on the adults who. Are shame on the adults more than anything. I mean, this is embarrassing if you're a principal to allow the, the fact that you have to have a police officer come in and do this for, do your job for you because you can't do it. I mean, to me, this principle, you can't talk badly about him because he's your boss. I will. He's a coward. He's a typical administrator. Uh, I, I know that because he stood there and watched this all happen and said nothing. So Scott Barr, if you're watching this, you are a coward. You, you don't deserve to have teachers this good. You're lucky to have them, but you certainly don't deserve them because you, sir, are a gutless tool and coward. And guess what, Scott? They're going to come after you next. If you think they're just going to stop with her. No, you're not good enough. I got news for you, Scott. You're the wrong color and you're the wrong gender. Okay. You also have a penis and you admit that it belongs in your body. That's a big problem for them. Okay. They're not, you, you don't, you fit all the bad categories. So to think that you're just going to appease the mob, it's not going to work out the way that you think it's going to work out, Scott. So uh, you should probably nip this one in the butt uh, before it grows into a problem that you cannot, cannot control. Um, so yeah, so you file the police report and good. Um, how how do the police handle that? What do they do? Um, they were great. I mean, this was the uh, police officer SRO that works in the schools, and they see you know they see fights all the time and whatnot. But I don't think they've seen this sort of vicious vitriol coming from a child. You know, I still say child because this person, even though probably I don't I don't even know maybe in the eleventh or twelfth grade, um, just had such hate. Like that's the piece that. I, I feel bad, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, they've been taught it. They've just been taught, been taught to be it. evil. And, yeah. and the hate is so misguided. It's called, what is it called? There's a term. Um, oh, think about it. It's called uh, misguided hate. <laughs> well, this is, you know, even during, like, racism is taught too. And, child, like, what, how did children end up hating black people in the South in the 1950s? Well, they were taught to. They were taught to be hateful. Right. This this kind of thing is being taught, like and normalized. Yes. And 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 where is the solidarity from the teachers? Like the whole purpose of a union, right? Is that teachers are supposed to stick together. We're a team. Like you're well, an attack on you is an attack on me. I could be the next in line. And they see that your fellow teachers see you being treated this way, and nobody speaks up for you and says, "Principal, we, we can't allow this I'm to happen example. to our teachers." You're what? what they do. It's a, it's an example, right? It's an example to send a message to any teacher, you know, out there who dares to speak out and go up against this very fraudulent activity that is taking place in our schools. This Marxist communist curriculum uh, with very, very, very dark undertones, you know, that is being rolled out en masse. There's a lot of money on the table, a lot of money going to equity institutes, a lot of money passing back and forth through the pandemic relief funds. And they know I know. And that is why they're descending upon me in this manner, because they want to shut me up. 
That yeah, is and, and it's you know, uh, some and elected shame on those features, yes. The, the twerking state senator, are you familiar with Tiara Mack? I'm assuming you are Block Island Tiara Mack. Uh, you know, she like she she has joined in this mob, other elected officials have as well. Some guy named uh, this guy, uh, Enrique Sanchez, who previously became somewhat famous because he he is a teacher and he admitted that he. No, uh, he told, isn't a teacher. Oh, he's not a teacher. Oh, he mm -hmm. just calls himself. Oh, he's one of those. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank God. Uh, well, he said that, um, of course, I explained to my students in all five of my classes why Elon Musk buying off Twitter is the worst thing that could have happened. No individual and especially wealthy elites should be given these type of opportunities to buy off social media platforms. Wait till he figures out, wait till he finds out who owns ABC or NBC or CNN, or any of these other, they're all owned by billionaires, sir. So um, you're gonna have, I, it's just amazing that people this stupid are not only allowed around children, but are actually running our government. And like Tiara Mack is a freaking moron. She's a complete moron. She's a joke, she's a caricature. And she was elected to the state Senate. She gets to control policy there. And she's obviously joined in this mob. She said some of the most horrible things about Nicole Solis. And uh, it, it appears as if like the adults are egging this on. Oh, it, it's actually happening with a few, you know, once again, the usual Enrique Sanchez, Tierra Mac, you know, but what a role model. I mean, who cares what Tierra Mac has to say, really? I mean, it's, this is not, I don't, doesn't even, I don't care. Like, let her say whatever she wants. If it makes her happy, I, who has time to engage right. with this silliness? I mean, I mean this just, woman, if your religious group taught, she ran for state senate too, lost, which is in a state where even Tiara Mack can get elected. You got to be pretty bad if you can't get elected in Rhode Island. If your religious group taught you there are only two genders, your religious group is trash. So it's just like, you know, you're trash because you believe in science. You believe that there are mm -hmm. only, well, it's like, well, I, 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 sure, there's a million genders because gender is meaningless. But there's two sexes, and that's really the only thing that matters. I mean, gender really doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. And I it's also argue, construct. right? Yeah, I mean, and I feel and it, well. It's also erased homosexuality. Like that guy, you know, you can't say this because he's a student, but I'll I'll just come on and say that kid Damon Drury there. It's like he's obviously gay, um, and that's fine. Um, but now that he's becoming a woman, if he's still attracted to men, he's just another straight white girl. It's like you're literally eliminating homosexuality from the population with transgenderism. You're getting rid of gay people, which they don't seem to see the irony of that. Um, and, and it's just you if you uh, if you speak out against it. I mean, 10 years ago, nobody ever would have thought this was happening. And we all see it. And we all know it's ridiculous. And nobody says anything because they're afraid of getting yelled at or called a mean word by people mm -hmm. like this. Well, we have to speak out because little children who are really young are being sort of groomed and funneled into these, uh, you know, these sorts of safe spaces that are really not safe at all. Yeah, they're really, yeah, dangerous spaces. And uh, you know, I, I believe some adults may actually believe that they're doing something right, but the majority of these people are, you know, mentally ill, and they're yes. working in our schools. Yes. Now, what about this one? So you you wrote cowardly. Cowardly teachers who weaponize students, thugs, all of them. The students, when they read this out loud, they basically portrayed this tweet as you saying that they are thugs. And thugs is a racist word. But, I mean, I think any re anybody who reads this sees that you're calling teachers thugs. Correct. Right? Correct. 
And how they didn't understand that is worrisome to me because they were, you know, I think uh, 10th or 11th graders. I don't even know who, you know, I know one was a ninth grader, maybe, you know, in ninth grade, they don't understand sentence structure, perhaps. I don't know, but to me, it's clear. I'm calling no, it's you. Very clear. Yeah, yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, because they are. Good. Well, they just see the, the word thugs now and they immediately like racism. That's that's what they've been taught. Thugs equals racist. You can't say the word thugs. But what about if you're saying it about mostly white teaching staff then? Is that still racist? No, of course not. And this woman right here, Maya Chavez, I looked her up. She is a teacher in Providence, in South Providence. And like she is literally joining in the mob against you. I mean, this is why, by the way, teachers get paid less than cops and other people. It's because their union is filled with useless people like this who don't understand union solidarity. They don't understand sticking together. Cops would never do this to each other. Cops don't call each other out on social media. Teachers would. And teachers will turn on each other like this. So you're not a unified front when that happens. And that's why you make less money well, than Well, when other you unions. have Randy Weingarten at mm -hmm. the national level you know, pushing this agenda and pushing this very curriculum and pushing this political activism and pumping tons of money into the schools, actually rather money laundering, stealing tax dollars and funneling it into these uh, companies, these equity institutes, these curriculum companies, um, you know, the SEL companies, all of these companies are getting rich off of this. This is, this is money laundering at its you know, most sophisticated mm, totally. level. Now, did you alert white supremacists? This is what this, no, Steve Alquist is a quote unquote journalist for mm -hmm. a website called Uprise Rhode Island. For those of you unfamiliar, I've blogged about this gentleman before. He's this homely looking fellow here. Um, extremely creepy. Um, always seems to be around kids, but, you know, um, uh, has no children of his own, but seems really interested in children in general. Totally not creepy. Um, but he, uh, tweeted out the following students read from her Twitter account and say she alerted white supremacists to the protests and asked for their support. Did you do that? What the heck is that? What does that mean? That's like, they're just now inventing things. Maybe mm. he put, you know, he needs to put the crack pipe down or something because, you know, this is like <laughs> total fabrication. It's fantasy land for this man. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, he's a quote unquote journalist. Um, and he's he's basically he's a mouthpiece for them because he's repeating the things that a, a real journalist wouldn't just repeat verbatim what people are saying without evidence. So they would add context to it. It's like they're claiming Absolutely. this, but no evidence has been provided of that. But Steve Alquist is not a journalist. He's a, he's an activist. He's a joke. He's a weirdo. He's a creep. Um, and he shouldn't be around other people's children, but he always no, gravitates I mean, toward them anyway. Why do these adults want to be around children in this manner? I mean, yeah, it's very because we well, like they're using them. Be around them, but we have appropriate adult child boundaries. So mm -hmm. why is there suddenly this uh, all these people coming out of the woodwork so fascinated with getting touchy feely with with you know young people? To me, that's causing well, it's the control. it's the it's that truant girl from Sweden there who comes over here and lectures us about climate change, or or David Hogg a few years ago. It's like they love to hide behind children because children. Children will say the things that they want to say, but then are more protected. They're like, well, they can't, the conservatives can't fire back because we're hiding. They're just hiding behind children. They're getting children to repeat their talking points and say, look at them. They're so, the youth, the youth, the generation, this is the, the next one. Um, whereas, like, if, imagine if there was a, you know, a student movement to, are you telling me like that kid in the school, Damon Drury there, 
I assume he uses the girls' locker room and all that. I'm quite positive there are girls in your school who don't feel comfortable with that, who are afraid to come forward to say something about that because they know that they will be treated like you're being treated by a male. And 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 that in and of itself is bullying, and they're they're afraid to come out and, and be activists for right wing causes because of that. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for every child in every school, but I can say that my own children at North Kingstown High School, just to sort of flip to my motherdom, uh, you know, those kids are, there's a lot of problems with um, this sort of bathroom culture where kids are literally afraid to go to the bathroom because it's become, the bathrooms have become places where, you know, kids are hanging out and, you know, just kids who need to have some modesty and want to actually use the bathroom are feeling like they, they can't do that. I mean, you know, this whole subset of kids out there who are feeling intimidated by this, you know, by, by being, you know, by this whole sort of fringe culture. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and, and people aren't saying anything. Well, you are. People, and, and, and I got to be honest with you, like, uh, I, I was blown away when I saw your Twitter. I'm like, she's a teacher and she sings. I'm like, that is ballsy. That is, that is, that's leadership right there. And and I'm with you. I loved how you talked about our, you're like that you, you'd literally lose your job for this. You don't care because fighting for American freedoms is more, but I mean, that's what I always said. It's like, I would be disrespecting all the men and women who fought and died for this country and for my rights. If I didn't exercise them, if I just gave right. them up voluntarily and I self-censored myself, I would be disrespecting. I mean, think about what our founding fathers did. The 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 amount of courage it took to declare independence from England, knowing that doing so was automatic death sentence, automatic, and know that we're probably going to lose this. But they did it anyway. And for for us, centuries later, just be like, you know what? I I really appreciate all these freedoms I have, but I'm not going to exercise them because a transgender activist might yell at me on Twitter. Come on, it's wrong. You know. Um, so yeah, to, you know, it's got to stop. It's it's not productive, and I think in the end, the the you know the battle is going to be lost, and the casualties of this war, or you know, this sort of coup, bureaucratic coup, or just plain old coup, if you will, are going to be the children, right? Children, yeah. like really young kids. I mean, you know, I'm not saying anything about transitioning when you're an adult or, you know, choosing whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do. This is Mm. America. You can do that. And this, and the fact that kids are, you know, advocating for this is, is an indication that we live in a country where this is allowed. I'm Mm. just saying it's too young to to inject all this stuff in the schools and the curriculum and surrounding kids with all of these political, political messaging, because I can't even talk about, you know, universal themes in mites and men without, you know, a couple of actors kids getting crazed about their, you know, their own perception of what I'm saying. Like it's, it's total ludicrousy what they're, what they're, you know, it's. Eh. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I'm just reading some comments here. I did follow, start following this gentleman today. I don't know much about him, but I'm going to follow him now from Westerly. Do you know this guy, Bob? Caradio. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's, uh, I assume you're aligned ideologically. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'll 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 have to check out some of his work. Always like to meet new people. Like, I mean, you're so unique because you are a teacher. I think that's the most, you're an active teacher. 
I am personally impressed by you. I think what you're doing is heroic. I'll just come out and say it you. because you're what you're willing to sacrifice in order to do this um, and that you're not afraid. Of, like a lot of people would be shitting their pants right now, like seeing like this amount of pressure, but you're not giving in. And to me, that is heroic. And I hope it inspires other people, quite frankly, to do the same, to, to realize that you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be. It's okay. You know, um, uh, I, I, I do want to, uh, guys, I just want to uh, take a second here to read it. We got a couple uh, donos here uh, for the turtle chat. If you guys would like to donate to the program, uh, we can't use the super chat function because I had the wrong opinions about Joe Biden's climax mandate last year. So they took away our monetization. So we built our own. It's called turtle chat. If you click on the link at the top of the stream, you can donate whatever amount of money you want and you get to write a message and we'll bring your message up here on the big screen. So the first message here is from Alexandra who sends 25 and says, I wish I had the balls to name drop all the story worthy bitches of the small town circle. Keep doing what you're doing and bringing in exposing bullshit. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Lex. Um, we also have, uh, Sean has Deb Z loves carrots more than shamrocks. Excellent. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. And, uh, Glamasus sends 25 and says lots of love and support for Ramona. So I really appreciate that guys. Again, if anyone else would like to donate, you can do the same. So why don't we end this by doing a little, um, if you guys have any questions for Ramona, especially, uh, feel free, go ahead, Deb, what's up? Oh, this girl, she just really wants to debate. So who is that? Is it, I mean, I, I can is bring her up after. Sturdy? Maybe we can bring her up after Ramona. How about that? We can bring her up and I'll she take her on. 60 years old. She said, Why do they always say I'm so old? I don't I look mean, that I old. Thought, yeah, no, you really don't. That's that's pushing I'm four. My kids say I'm old too. They are they're old man. They tease me about it all the time. I'm oh, like, yeah, I don't, the kids do that. I, like I don't look that you old. You don't look like, like 60 to like a random. Right, I could pass for like 34, right? Yeah, totally. Maybe 37. Like, maybe okay. like, 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 yeah, like mid 30s or so. But like, yeah, like 50. 60. Jesus, 60. I mean, to them, yeah, it'll. Okay. You look 60. So, she's she's real she's a real conversationalist. She like, can right? come up. I mean, I, I have a way with the students. I used to be a teacher myself. So if you guys she, have any questions, she thinks she's uh, gonna best you in a debate. So I, I would love to see okay. her. She yeah, she's more than welcome to come on up and we can have a conversation. It's not always about winning and losing, sometimes it's just about learning from each other. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so anybody else have any questions here? <laughs> oh, Carrie T. It's that time of the night. She's Louise. Um okay. No, no questions. Anybody have any questions they would like to ask Ramona? Feel free. This is your chance. I'm sure your time is, uh, you got to wake up early. What time does school start for you guys? We have tomorrow off for Yom Kippur. Oh, yes. are you Jewish? No. Okay. We celebrate is, is, the Jewish holidays. In is there a Providence. large yes. percentage of the Providence? Yes. Oh, is Jewish? Mm -hmm. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Uh, why doesn't we still celebrate those holidays and they haven't gone away and you know, again, yeah. Now here's a question. Why don't you work in the private sector, uh, teaching the private, like at a private school or something like that? Um, I have my own answer well, for that, but you go first. I, I have work to do. I feel, mm. I feel this is important work and um, that is why I stay. I, it pays I more. Too. Heart, it, this yeah. is important work to do. Yes, I do too. It also pays more. It also like Catholic <laughs> teachers get paid shit. You know, like I mean, I'd be perfectly honest with you. It's like that's why people don't teach in Catholic. Like they try to get out. Nobody teaches in a Catholic school for thirty years because you get paid dog poop because they can't unionize, and so you get paid less money when you can't unionize. Uh, and so that's why I think most people don't do it. Is there there are better benefits to being a public school teacher? Mm -hmm. I've but, been doing it so long, and I really do like the children, especially classical. They're they're great kids many of them. And 
And I even think of the kids who are protesting, just misguided. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You, you look at these kids as kind of victims of it. Um, yeah. I saw I saw a questionnaire I thought was interesting. If you could begin a change on the educational level, is there a class you would implement? And if so, what grade would it be? I mean, is there anything that you think is, should be taught in public schools that isn't being taught? I think the first thing we need to do is right from the top down Department of Education, clean house, get rid of all these political platforms and get back to basics and start teaching. To, clearly, we have a reading writing problem in this country. Clearly. And clearly. clearly, wink, wink, it's evident, you know, in the way that my tweets are being understood and read, that there's no understanding of what I'm even saying by the adults and some of the children. So we need to get back to teaching those basic skills, critical thinking skills, you know, proper reading and writing so that we don't descend into some, you know, Babylonian abyss because we are creating a, you know, a, a generation of illiterate and non-thinking, you know, robots. So get rid of that curriculum right from the top because that's where it comes from. It comes from the U.S. Department of Education. It is advanced through the political activists that work there and it goes into the states and the states disseminate it out to the districts. And that's what's happened here. So that is what I would do. I shut my door and I teach, you know, in a proper universal way and in a way that every child is represented and every culture and religion is represented. And if anyone should be wearing a t-shirt that says love is love, it should be me. That's for sure. You should. And that's, you should almost take their language from them. Weaponize, like Honestly, not weaponize, but like use their language. Like I agree. Yeah. Love is yeah. love. Yeah. Um, you should love me too. I love you and you should love me. <laughs> um, but unfortunately it doesn't work that way. Uh, any other questions you guys have um, before we uh, let her go? Cause I'm, I'm sure you're quite busy with everything. You're kind of, a, I mean, I'm not Tucker Carlson, but I think, uh, did you, have you ever heard of turtle boy before I reached out to you this week? Yeah. Nicole speaks very highly of you. Oh, and so does Bob, by the way. Oh, you oh. you come. Yeah. Highly recommended. Oh, and thank your you. work right. is very much appreciated. So well, yes. thank you. Thank you. I've written a lot of stories about uh, Rhode Island and I've, I've become, it's almost like Massachusetts junior. That's what I call it. I mean, your whole, the whole state, I call, it's, it's like the state only exists because Roger Williams wanted to have like I, it was a little bit more like he wanted to have sex with other women. That's basically the end of it. Like he wanted, he did, he didn't like the Puritan lifestyle of Massachusetts. So it's like, I'm just going to move South and call this little plot of land here, Rhode Island and in Providence plantations. And we're just going to do things differently around here, but it's basically Massachusetts. That's all it is <laughs> with more sin. That's all you've got. Um, you're, you've got, you know, the, you're, you've got, uh, got I was a history teacher. I was a history teacher. It didn't happen exactly like that, but that's the best way to sum it up. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, so I guess, um, so uh, I think we're about done with questions there. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, don't be a stranger. I'll be following your work and uh, keep up the great work. We really appreciate thank it. You. I appreciate right. you having me on. I really do. Thank you. And, and a great article. That was very funny and interesting. And we all loved it. And uh, thank you. Well, thank you. I'll keep up the good work. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
All right. So Deb, does that other um does other girl um Isabella she does she really want to come on? I mean she can oh, come I don't on. Know. If she, she she has been mugging everyone like the whole time. Like I'll send her the link if she wants to come on. She can come on and I'll have a. Is she a student there? I don't know. I think so. Probably. Okay. Like, she keeps saying stuff like, "Oh, you." She seems to be like against her, but she's been doing nothing. Like she has no point. Basically, she's just insulting people because you know. How well. Uh, you know, I would love it, to see. I would love to see your take on you. Yeah, if if she wants to come on, she's more than welcome to. We allow anyone to come on here and share their points of view and have a discussion. I think you'll find, uh, if you come in good faith, that uh, I'm not. I don't bite, and uh, I'm not a bad person, and and no one here is. And I don't think at their core they're bad people either. I think that they are just no. They're misguided. Like that's yeah, it's and, and it's tough, you know. Yeah, and and it's like you know, and I see you're saying that insults are subjective. Totally. Like, for instance, racist, like that is an insult. Like the things that you're yelling at this woman, they're subjective. They're not, they're, they're not, uh, unbiased or anything like that. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, anybody else have any other questions that could be related to this, not related to this, anything you guys want to know? Um, thank you. Is this your first time Republican RJ? If it was welcome to the program, we, you know, we, it's not always interview form like this, uh, but usually we talk about the topics of the day or whatever's going on. In the turtle well, it was like a, a decent topic. It was a long blog too. So like. You know. Yeah, it was a good interview. I like that. So, guys, yeah, by the way, I see a couple hundo people here. Hit that like button, guys. Every like helps with the algos. Leave a comment afterwards if you would not mind. Those also help. Um, okay. Oh, unrelated question. Court updates. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, I got one for you. You want to see it? I do. I think I know what it is. So yeah. Which one do you think it is? The TV one. The TV? The TV one. Twig. I am I am TV. The other TV. Ryan Waters. Tony Branch. Ryan Waters. Oh, oh which Ryan Waters. So this is uh, uh fresh up. So the Supreme Court this uh, week uh pick every year the Supreme Court gets to pick which cases they're going to hear, or whatever, because a lot of people apply for cases. And Ryan Waters' big thing was that he was uh it didn't matter what the judges in springfield did to him because he was just going to appeal to the supreme court he was going to go all the way to the top and there's going to be a huge landmark decision and then he was going to dominate life and blah, blah blah well unfortunately he got this memo yesterday from the supreme court united states court of appeals <laughs> circuit oh, so this isn't even the united states supreme court okay so this is uh it just says dear clerk the court today entered the following order in the above entitled case Regarding uh, Ryan Waters versus Facebook Inc. and all, because he, he's suing both me, Facebook, Google, and a whole bunch of other people, uh, the court, uh, the petition for a writ is denied. So Ryan Waters' case will not be going. Oh, it is the Supreme Court of the United States. It will not be going to the Supreme Court, which is a shame. It's a shame because I really wanted to go to court with ryan water like, do you understand how good for business that would be if i got in front of the supreme court with ryan waters do you understand oh the content out of that like i am going to supreme court. i get a new briefcase dun 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 you'd have to buy ryan a new suit for that occasion that's kind of oh dude we'd have protest oh yeah that's true he'd have to get a new parachute i i would literally buy him an outfit i'm saying you can't let him show up like that I am eternally grateful uh -huh. to Turtle Boy for giving me this opportunity. That's why I'm so passionate. Who, what's this? I don't even know what this is. Oh, what's, wow. hmm. um, what's this one say? I stayed and I talked and I let my ear to a couple desperate to do the best they can. 
Uh, you can imagine at the hands of a neglectful mother. Whoa, somebody doesn't like neglectful mothers. That's interesting. Wow. What's this one say? That's this awesome. is the face oh. of a classic Turtle Boy famous ratch. Who wrote this blog? Who wrote this? I don't even know who wrote this. What does this one say? Um, I am paraphrasing at this point, but boy, what a loaded question that is. I try not to talk about myself too much while I'm on this crazy journey. I was blessed to be swept. Oh, so this was published on Turtle Boy because I see the Turtle Boy ad. Um, over a year ago when I got a random unexpected message from one of my longtime idols, the one and only Clarence Woods Emerson asked me if I wanted to try blogging. Oh, who wrote that? That's interesting. I'm an idol. That's interesting. Oh, is this person? Oh, I get it. Oh, I'm her idol. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, anybody else have any other questions they want to ask? Let's see. She's asking how much they make so she can make Okay. Oh, that's yeah. the she, child who won't come on. Yeah, so was, yeah, so she's, she's just a skilled, kid. Okay. But she just wants to like play with pretend or something. Okay. She wants to, that's too bad. I'll cook you an entire tray of bacon. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> oh, I told oh, you it's been going on for a while. Mm, a lot going on, see? Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, so the court update. So that's so Ryan Waters. We're not going to Supreme Court. That's the update on that. Uh, Tony Branch, we are still waiting for a hearing date on that uh, for the motion for summary judgment to be heard, aka to dismiss that case. Hopefully that happens in the next month. Um, and there's also the, the Jamie General case, which just never goes away ever. Um, and I don't, is there any more lawsuits I'm involved in? I don't even know. Um, I think that's no. it. Oh, wait, right? what about what's his face? Um, New Hampshire guy. Oh, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, I never heard about that. And the guy never texted me back. But I got him. If, if well, you want to. Well, past the date. So. Yeah, I never, I never filed. I never so, replied. So I guess uh, that's that, you know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I mean, if they, if, they, if they issue a judgment against me, I'm just going to use that tape. I'm going to look at it. He said he was yeah. dropping it. So. Right. That's that. I got him on tape saying that. Yeah, you do. You're good. Okay. Um. Do edible arrangements. Let's see. What would have been Kentanji Brown and she would rule and write that. Yeah, right. Even the most liberal Supreme Court justices all err on the side of free speech. That's one thing. What is this thing? My attorney did find a loophole I signed where I can actually get him court ordered to take down any, anything I've written. Oh, and, oh, that's interesting. I guess her attorney said that. What's this one say? If my memory is work. Personally, I don't think she was lying about her father. That's interesting. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, don't know what all that is. But uh, anyway, anybody else have any other questions? The Ashley St. Angelo case, that's been over for... Oh, no, 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 no. That's still going on, but that's different. I mean, I'm a victim of a crime in that one. So it's a little mm. different. So I, I periodically get updates from uh, Joe Joe's office. So when's our breakfast date? She said Whenever she you want, Carrie. The night and she met you in person. Oh, jeez. You're going to make me Carrie. blush. You're going to make me blush. Yeah. Burning What's in the going? details on Turtle yeah. Club. Join. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, anybody else have any other questions? When can we start selling thuggies? Good hmm. question. Uh, all right. Let me see what else we got here. No, Chrissy's still around. What, uh, what happened to Chrissy? No, she has court coming up. Her trial supposed to be coming up. Uh, I got to... Right? Yeah, I had a tweet featured on the quartering. Yeah, somebody told me about that, but they didn't say my name, right? Oh, yeah. What is this one saying? Hold on. 
I think they just had the tweet up there and there didn't. So it's kind of useless if they don't do that. Let me see. Yeah. Present. Carry. Wow. Oh, hey. Easy. At ease. At ease. What does this one say? Like, and yes, you've, gone, you've gone after people that could destroy you. It's true. That's yeah. one of the things yeah. I respect about oh, you. Oh, thank you. But all she does is punch down, and then these half a fag, unfuckable wheelchair, Walford Brimley fucking cunts defend her to the point. That's a great point. Who was that? Who said that? Uh, anybody else? I think we have a couple other. <laughs> I don't know who's digging these up. What does this one say? What's this one? You're a coward that has to show up on the behalf of a piece of shit that has grown her children into trash. And I I fucking, I was going to say I don't like bashing kids, but that's not true. So I won't say that. But this motherfucker deserves it, son. Mm -hmm. Cheap. Wow. That's harsh words there. (laughs) Oh, these are too good. These are too good. Who put those up there? Anybody else have another question? I must missed have been the 60-year-old guy. Yeah, must have been. What's this one say? <laughs> Should be called, what was it? Uh, Bristol or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the Bristol Report or whatever, yeah. Like, that was made out of Turtle Boy fans. Yeah, like, you didn't even make your own brand. You assimilated one. You hack piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So... Oh, Strong words there. Holy cow. What is this? Now, you you, you know how Krusty Panties always said that uh, the, the whole, like, the kids thing? Like, remember she said that, like, uh, what'd she say about her kids? That she, did I freeze? Did you what? Am I frozen? Uh, yep, your face is kind of frozen. Yep, but I hear you. Okay. Hold oh, on. there you go. You're fine. You're good. All right, cool. Let me, uh, I believe she said that the kids that she... Gave the like she voluntarily put them up, right? Let's yeah, see what. So, yeah. What does this one say? say yeah, just go away for six days and you'll be fine, uh, right? Like that's yeah, not that's true. Cool. And, and I don't want people walking away from that going, "Oh, like what's wrong with me? Why can't I get better in six days?" Because like the truth is that no one can. If you go on medication, really, you don't do that because you're a happy person. I was so okay. Confident. Here's Kate whining. No, I didn't of it right so i mean at my lowest right and we all know about my lowest and i think that's something else no we don't we don't this man attacked me for um for instance for for some of the details surrounding why i lost my children to the state and particularly you know around this neglect now i didn't wait what did she say there what did she say um for instance for for some of the details surrounding why i lost my children to the state why i lost my children to the state I thought she didn't lose her kids to the state. Didn't isn't that what she I said? Think she isn't just that what stated the, the opposite, actually. Isn't the pediatrician say that she gave them up? I just want to make sure I heard that right. What did she say? For the, for some of the details surrounding why I lost my children to the state. And why did you lose your kids to the state? Of course, you know about it. Now I didn't I didn't get up and clean my house. I didn't brush my hair. I wasn't oh. feeding my children. Yeah. I wasn't feeding them appropriately. Oh yeah, so she just wasn't taking care of herself, or you know, feeding them. The thing about children is um, they like food. They like to eat food because it keeps them alive. And they also like to be cleaned so that they don't 
get covered in uh, bugs and uh, become disease-ridden. They like these things. Normal human beings understand those are, those are basic things that children need. Now, Kate apparently didn't understand those things. Uh, and so, but she took them. It was a mulligan. She kept two out of four. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Don't do that because you're a happy person. I was so deeply depressed oh, yes. at the time that I had a hard time even getting out of bed to brush my teeth. Oh, she's a victim. Listen to this and I didn't have any support and I didn't have anyone because I was just coming out of an abusive relationship oh, right. and I didn't have any friends and I didn't have any family. Oh so it was me and the emotion kids. is real. And he attacked me and attacked me and attacked me for that. And that was, you know, I tried to self-medicate with alcohol. I tried to, you know, listen to this. Kate always wins. Kate always, that's winning. Oh, no, she's, it's not her fault. Like, she's a victim. It's like, it's not her fault she abused a neglected kid. She was drinking. She was <laughs> drinking. That's she, why I didn't beat you. I, I drank it instead. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. The guy, the guy that kicked the shit out of her, who she kept bringing back, that wasn't her fault. That wasn't a choice that she made. You know, it's... it's like, like it, whether we don't like it. You, 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 you give us the truth. Oh, thank you, Brett. And watching these people rally around that was something special, man. Oh, really? And I might be overstating it because of my relationship with you or whatever the fuck it is. Call me what you want. I could give a fuck. Bring it. But that that's what makes me know this is real. Oh, it's real. Like, this many people don't get snowed. That's a good point, Brett. You know what I mean? They're not all trying to fuck you. You it's might true. think they are. Well, but most of us are guys, and we don't want to put our dicks in you. Thank We're you. not all Ralph. Hey, so it's, not, easy. It's, Love not, it, it's not a bunch of unfuckable people. Just okay, so there's that. <laughs> I don't know where these clips keep coming from. What does this one oh, say? My computer. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, what's yours. happening so here? What's this, what's this one? Let me see. She just won't admit that that's what she is. And she waited until the person that made her, the only reason any of you unfuckable losers know her name is because of Aiden. Right. That's just a fact. I made her. She's not what happened. That's just, it is just a fact. It's an undeniable You wouldn't know her fucking name. Yeah. This, <laughs> I'm really going to make another compilation because I love those where it's just like now. It's just like, Kate, you wrote the best blogs Nobody cared about the blogs that he wrote. We all liked your blogs. You built Turtle Boy, Kate. You are, I mean, <laughs> this is great. Are you tired of these? Like, uh, everyone was so fucking I'm tired worried. Of everything she does. If it was an act, say, my first act, say, all right. I would oh, so remember, Brett saying that I faked a mental health crisis. So oh, now yeah. he was saying that he knows it's real. Answer in two minutes of yeah, oh, hey, man, things are wrong. Like, if it's an act, you can tell when it's an act. You cut everyone off, or at least everyone I know of. So did he not mean those things when he was saying them? I mean, I'm just trying to – I mean, he Brett keeps it real. Brett doesn't lie. He, always, he just happens to say things that are completely different from each other and in contrast to each other, depending on the audience he's in front of, almost as if he's just trying to please whatever audience –
mental illness. Oh, she, okay. Oh, and like, right. that's not just, I mean, yes, the attacks hurt on that's me, but everyone else kids. who reads stuff like that, right. he said at one point that I chose my abusive ex-husband over my children. No, you, no, you don't understand unless you husband. went through that how many times it takes to leave, but it takes an average of six times for a woman to leave. I never, ever, ever. Oh, so guys, DCF came to her and is like, you have to pick between the abusive uh, husband and your children. And she's like, you know what? I, I'm going to choose him six times because that's how many mulligans you get. You're allowed to pick mm -hmm. your accuser. I love how yeah. she throws out the yeah, statistics that, that, that means, that means everything. Yeah, that that makes it better. I, guys, I only chose him four times over my kids. Most people take six. I'm, I'm below the average. Yeah. Come on. It's like, but remember, it's like, I, I, I'm making this up, even though these are in her own fucking words. What else she say? I wouldn't Clearly, choose you manipulated her and made her say everything. It's not okay, her fault. Like, you know, it's, it's not her choice. But this but is the kind of stuff she's like that. Every time they serve her with the Yes, she does. That's true. Yes, she does. That's true. He doesn't care about mental health. He does not care about victims. They understand at a very deep and personal level what it's like to wake up and just go, I wish that I could sleep and never wake up again. <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. And, and so I understand Stop that. It. And I, I have empathy for that. This is so fake. The truth is that it doesn't get better in six days. It doesn't get better. It's all about me. Like, like basically your whole thing is like, Aiden's lying. Like, yeah, so listen to me, my whole story. Aiden's lying about this situation. I'm the real mental health patient. I, she just can't fucking help herself, Brett. Listen. So my oh, by, you, by the way, you see this count backseat blowies there? Yeah. <laughs> you know who that right. was? You no. know who that was? That's Chrissy. Oh. Do you notice who the profile picture is in that? It's Leanna. <laughs> yes, it is. Nice. That was one nice. of Chrissy's alts there. And she said, shut the Diane. Because she would love, she loved Diane. She wanted to like kiss up to Diane. Where's oh, my yeah. home? That's how you could always tell that's one of Chrissy's alts. Um, and she would always Hello, use the LG face. Talk to Amanda, Brittany, Amber, Ralph, my little fucking squad of misfit toys. I'm vaginal as fuck. Yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> yes, you are, sir. What do we got here? What's this one? To be called what was it? Uh, Bristol or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Bristol Report or whatever. Yeah, like that was made out of Turtle Boy fans. Yes, you didn't even make your own brand. You assimilated one. That's a great point. You hack piece of shit. You know what I mean? What? Okay. What do we got here? What's this one say? Let's see. Uh, hold on one sec. What's this one say? Affairs, and we're putting it out there because that's what he does to everyone else. If you really don't want other people involved, Aiden, stop saying that my children motherfucking molest each other for starters. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought Brett was the one saying that. What the heck? He's right there on the panel with you. Why don't you say something to him? Jeez Louise, give me a break. Why am I always the bad guy? Because you know it was just Brett saying it because you made him say it. Like, oh, that's isn't that funny? Like, what's wrong? How people... Why do you understand how it goes? It's it's very simple, guys. Like every know how, single person, how it goes now. every single person who has ever supported me or had anything to do with me, <laughs> you get like you. While you actively support me, you get attacked and you get told that you're this horrible person and blah 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 blah. But the second you leave, all is forgiven because, as it turns out, you were just being held hostage at gunpoint by me. 
This is this is the way smart people think. What what do we got here? What's this one say? There's in the course of a calendar year, like you are the problem. <laughs> You're the problem. Do you know do you know how many restraining wait. orders filed on me this year? Zero. You know wait, wait, wait. How many how many wait, what how many restraining orders did she get? This year? Zero. Wait, Oh, there, I could have sworn she had one on her the other day. I yes, could have sworn. No true. Uh, yeah, that well, that's changed. That's definitely changed. It appears as if you have some. What do we got here? What's this one? I don't know where these clips are coming from. Ask people to do much of anything at all. We come to the streams, we talk a lot of the time. I'll ask people not take action on the people that we talk about. But at this point, like something needs to be done about Turtle War. Oh, we need to fucking do something. We need. I love that. <laughs> something needs to be done about Turtle Boy. We Sounds need like to. Old lady phrase. It's like I don't know. Old ladies with like purses. I don't know. Yeah, I thought she was she like a fist. First Amendment person. I thought she was like a First Amendment person. No, I guess. That changed? I don't know. I guess she doesn't like the person anymore. I don't know. What do we got here? What does this one say? Something. Oh, this is, I remember this one. Remember when Maddie Mo? this was like the first one back after her loss to me in court in 2020. So um, I originally gave birth to four children. I had my first child in 2006 and my last one in 2011. And I only have custody of two of those kids now. Ooh. So I made the decision in 2014 to adopt out my two younger kids. Wait a minute. I thought the state took them. So now that, now that she got to get her, did the state take your kids or did you make the decision to adopt them out? And why did you pick the younger two? I mean, that's the craziest part about this. Is like, right? okay, we're gonna let you keep two. We're gonna let you keep two. These now, the two truth, are fucked up already. Keep those. Now I know. Now I know from my uh, sources who are very reliable with this, uh, who, and you can use your imagination. And Kate knows exactly who my sources are in this one, um, but and and she can't prove it obviously. But how else would I know these things? So, uh, Kate knows that. Uh, she was only allowed to keep the older two or had a shot. It took her three more years to get them back. She got them back in 2017 because that they were too old to adopt out. I mean, that's, that's the sad reality of the system is that nobody wants to adopt a, a you know, a severely damaged eight year old. Like that's just the sad reality of it all. People want to adopt a two year old or a one year old or a baby because they are innocent still. They, 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 they haven't been, they haven't gone through seven years of development, uh, living with the trash bag like this and being trained to call their mother retard on video or anything like that. But go on. She can explain what happened. Um, in about 2000 and uh, probably 12, I lost custody of all four of my children. Oh. It was, you know, for a good reason. Um, my ex-husband had been arrested. He had oh. assaulted me. Um, it was in the, the newspaper. He, cold cocked me in front of a cop and ended up um, in jail. And I kind of hit the ground running the next day as a single mom of four kids. And I was in no way capable. Of so she lost her kids because she got punched in the face by, so it's not her fault that she lost the kids. She got punched in the face by the baby daddy. So nothing is her fault. Like she's yeah, no, one's ever, 
everything that was yeah, no one's ever been a single mother before that's literally never happened so she just had to lose the kids so she's had to start drinking and blah blah she she chose to reproduce four times she chose not to wear rubber or anything like that or go in birth control she just kept popping out kids but it's not her fault and this is she's a complete victim of circumstances that's that's interesting what else you say so i drank and i drank excessively oh. and i drank to the detriment of everything around me um and finally one day i got okay so she lost her kids and then she's like our uh, you know she, her dad baby daddy ran out or whatever first of all he punched her in 2009 and he was around until 2012 so she kept him around so that's just a lie that she got beat up and then she got rid of him no you chose to keep him around and oh no it's a battered woman we have no choice eh, you do though you, you have agency you, you had the choice to get rid of him and you're still legally married to him by the way and again i again right now five hundred dollars if k if k peter can produce a divorce uh, proof that she is divorced from stephen young will give her five hundred dollars right now she won't do it because she can't and uh, no she'll, any, she'll produce it and when whatever that that statute she's waiting on like expires and she finally does divorce him she'll reference this and yes. come and be like, oh, he said he paid 500 but now he's not going to do it. Go back on his word. Yeah, people are like, did you find right out now? what she's doing with the $18,000? Yeah, she's going she's gonna to have a nice vacation with it. That's what she's going to do with that. She's not going to spend a dime. She's going to talk about how, here, like, spoiler alert, guys, here's what's going to happen. She's going to talk about how she has civil litigation coming up with Turtle Boy. I could come up with a million examples of her previously saying she's going to sue me. This is what she does to these retires. She tells them, I'm going to sue him, and I've been talking to my lawyer. Yeah, she's not talking to any lawyers. Trust me on that one. And she is going to not sue me and hope that you just kind of forgot about it. That That's the plan. She's going to tell you something's in the works if you ask. But at the end of the day, nothing's going to get done. She says the morning. Okay, that's very horrible. Absolutely deplorable. I did not clean my house. So I can't. Yeah, that's Maddie Mo. I mean, Maddie Mo, for those of you familiar, former turtle rider. He's this is how pathetic Maddie is. He wants to be Brett. Like he really, I've never seen somebody want, he used to be, he came on the live show a couple of times. He was so cringe. He's cringe when he was on with her. Like he's so awkward. That's the best. He's the biggest fucking loser I've ever seen. And this is like him going on with Kate. This was like her big, their big thing. Like I'm on mass hole report now I'm famous. So yeah, this is back when she had a studio and you know, she was a big shot was deplorable oh. absolutely deplorable i did not clean my house so I can't, yeah. I can't stress that enough it was disgusting at the time and my children weren't taken care of and they took custody of my kids oh. um and my kids stayed in dcf custody for about a year at which point um they were actually getting ready to adopt all four of them out so um i reached a point in my life where i was able to turn it around oh so she reached the point they were about to adopt all four up but then she turned it around so what happened Next, Kate, what do we got in this clip here? Hmm. Again, anything you want. If you want to have some fun, just go through some of her old videos. It is a trip hearing her just say things that are completely in contradiction to things that she says now. What does this one say? Heartache with it, but it was what was right for them. Oh, and oh hold on. Wait, hold on. Into a situation where I didn't even know if I could handle it. With look at, look at the cry. Watch this. Me. So in 2014, I did make the decision that I would adopt my kids out. Um, and I know that's really getting, I'm sorry. Look at the fake. I know that's getting thrown back at me now. Um, but I had to do it. And it, it wasn't an easy decision. And it wasn't a decision that I'm proud of. Like, guys, could you hear? I mean, does that sound authentic to you? No, super. Oh, like super authentic. Guys, she's really sad about the kids. So the you want to do it? So oh, yeah. Much. Really not. 
Totally. Like how many, I mean, you have to cut. Fucking crazy. What an absolute psychopath to sit up here and lie about stuff like that. What a complete psychopath. And it's not a decision that came, you know, without a lot of regret and thought and, and heartache with it, but it was what was right for them. And And by the way, the fact that you would say that what was right for your children is being away from you is one of the greatest cell phones of all time. What was right about, like, what was in my best interest of my kids? Getting them the fuck away from me. Because I'm a worthless piece of shit who neglects and abuses them. And they're better off with somebody who, you know, will take care of them. Like, that is, <laughs> that is amazing. But at the end of the day, they were taken away against her will, which makes it even worse because you wanted to keep them. They were taken by the state. My, her words, not mine. <laughs> I can't even say that if I had to go back and do it again that I would because I would not want to be in that position, but it's what happened and it was what, what was right for my children. So I understand that I'm going to get slammed for this at some point. Yes. Yes, you will. You've been slammed many times. What else we got here? Anything else before we call it a night? What's this one say? That was dismissed. I was working um, in home health care. I had some clients that had um, made a police report that their pain pills were missing. There was an investigation for my work. It was cleared. It went to court. That was cleared. They actually had ended up, they had filed a police report against their daughter the month prior. How did I not hear this early one? Refillers. So although that does. She got fired from some old folks home for stealing pills from people. And you know who alerted me to that one? Shannon Mary, and I got the receipts of her sending. Oh, wait, uh, but is it, wait, her co-host? Yeah. Her also, very best friend? Oh, Shizzle, oh. yeah. Shannon, Shannon is the one who sent me that. But no, but she's, she was held hostage. Blown. She was a Turtle Boy fan. She was only here uh, because she was being literally being held hostage by me. So, that, like, everything she did was under duress. So, all the things she did with Kate and information she gave me on her. and All the time she pretended like to work for the blog but didn't. Yeah, it was. it's it's complicated. You know, you don't get it. It's mass whole report stuff. What else we got here? I was able to go into court, and I could have gotten custody of all four of my children back. However, my kids all had really high um, – psychological needs because of the trauma, you know, the neglect and the domestic violence. And Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's like my kids are all fucked up and they have psychological issues because of the domestic violence and the trauma and the neglect. It's like, yeah, my kid, like what, like, what did she say? Again, I got to hear this one. She's like, I could have fought for all four, but going to court and I could have gotten custody of all four of my children back. However, my kids all had really high um, psychological needs because of the trauma, you know, the neglect and the domestic violence. And Oh, okay. So <laughs> my kids are psychologically damaged from living with me. From me being a shitty mother, they're psychologically damaged. But that's, you. if you bring that up, you're, in her mind, like, uh, according to her, you're shitting on the kids. She's clearly winning. Yeah, Kate always wins. Yeah, doing a lot of winning there. Um if you bring this up, she presents this as an attack on her children. It's like, no, I, I want to be perfectly clear. It's an attack on you. You're the reason. You're, those poor children are victims of you. Two of them were lucky enough to get away. Not your choice, state's choice. But the other two are clearly psychologically damaged, as you mentioned, because of you. You did that. And Stephen Young is not innocent in any of this. He's just as guilty. He's like, obviously, a shitbag, too. But you're not unshitty. Like, you're just as bad as him. Okay? You didn't do anything. You're just as trashy. 
the separation and a long period of time that they were in DCF custody. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at these four little kids and my older two were bonded to me more than my younger two were. Oh, they're bonded. Um, and they were going to need some intensive services for an indefinite amount of time. And then I had these two younger kids who were placed together in a foster home, which was really, really um, fortunate for us. And they had been in this foster home for probably half of their lives at this point. Um, and it came to a point to where I had to make the decision what was right for them. And okay, time out. First of all here, you're, when they put you in a foster home, you're not supposed to be there for that long. Like it's like a brief period where you're supposed to get your, shit together. get your shit together, get a mask. Yeah, you get go. your shit together. She's like, they've been here half of my life. So they gave you a long fucking time, a long leash. Because DCF, they prefer to keep kids with their natural parents, right? It's a lot easier that Didn't way. They, like, give, wasn't the foster home like a family member though? Yeah, they, that was a number of foster homes. They lived Because they never would have, like, I feel like, don't they like push it to like not stay, that not be like a long thing if it's not a family member? Right. Like, yeah. So they, they like the, the three boys all lived with uh, Dana, uh, Stephen Young's sister for quite some time, uh, who Kate has terrorized and harassed and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but who basically raised her kids. And by the way, she's like, I didn't bond with them. I would like to point out the child number two and child number three are less than a year apart in age. So like, how the fuck did you bond with child number two for that long, but not child number right? two? Like what the fuck? Oh. And like this whole thing, like they basically like they barely knew me because they spent most of their time in foster. So it was easy to get rid of them. But here I am crying about it. So ignore the tears, the fake tears. That's all just part of the act here. That's all part of the whole like. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Listen to how I'm saying it. Feel bad for me. Aiden is doing this to me. Aiden's making me cry. Aiden's making me relive. Aiden made me be such a parent. Damn it, yeah, Aiden. yeah. She's so innocent. It didn't seem. It didn't seem responsible or fair for me to disrupt these two little boys who were settled into a life. With They're your fucking kids. They're your fucking kids. It didn't seem responsible or fair for me to disrupt their lives by taking them out of a fucking foster home. Imagine saying that about you. They're your fucking children. Those are your sons. And you're just like, it didn't seem fair for me to get my fucking sons back. That didn't imagine a mother saying that I surrender. Here's the white flag. Yeah. It's like, it didn't seem fair. They're your fucking kids. You're not going to fight for them. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's the most basic parental, especially maternal instinct in the world is to fight for your goddamn fucking kids. And she's just like, you know what? They were bonded. The, the other parents, they were nice. They, the, they were nice people. And listen to what she says here about like, they couldn't have kids of their own. So I felt bad for them who love them so much they and who them. otherwise couldn't be parents. Did you hear what um, she said there? Was into a life with these parents who love them so much and who otherwise couldn't be parents um, to bring them back into a situation where I didn't even know if I could handle it with everything that was going to be demanded of me. So in That was going to be demanded of you? That you be a fucking mother? Like that you fucking get a job and you clean your fucking house like every mother has done since the beginning of fucking time? You couldn't do that? That was too much work for you? So you're like, fuck it. They seem happy. Like, they're right. These people are nice. They can't have kids. I feel bad for them. So, yeah, have two of mine. You can have I can say I'm woke because they are also gay. So, excellent. Like, I did my part. They're not. No, she, they're, they're, they're straight. No, they're, oh, they they're, are? Okay. Some people can't conceive. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, okay. so, yeah. So like, I think that's what she was saying. They're in their forties. Oh, um, yeah. You could tell like they probably just probably couldn't conceive. And uh, 
So she's just like, yeah, you like imagine telling that story with a straight face and thinking, like, imagine how fucking stupid you would have to be to hear that story and be like, oh, you're a victim here, Kate. It's like just to review what happened there, which she fully admits the two, the four kids were all in foster homes, but she had bonded with the older two more because they were taken from her at a later age at six and three. The others were taken from her at two and one. And she didn't know them that well. So, and they like, and she's like, this other family, they were cool. They they actually wanted them. And I'm like, you know what? You got They're no not. kids. I got four. Why don't you just you can have two? You can have two. Like that's the that's the story she just told without the tears. You add in the tears all of a sudden, the fake tears, and all of a sudden it's well, no, victim, you ever feel bad for me, Kate? <laughs> she didn't fucking shed a tear for those kids. She is a psychopath. She's not the least bit sorry about that, or she probably doesn't think about them at all. She's not the least bit traumatized by it. a normal person would be, but she's not a normal person. She has no soul. I mean, obviously, just listen to that. That's deranged. So I don't know. It's like, that's wild. It was either my two children or running troll mafia. Instead of watching Disney with my boys, I'd rather be fan told by my cuckold bits and pieces. <laughs> I mean, she's got that going for her. For real. Oh, how uh, how many daddies were there? two? There's only really two. two. So there's uh there's Rick, who is the father of the girl. And then Stephen Young only makes boys. He made three boys. Uh and so she but he, she she kept one of them, one of his two. Uh, and she kept Rick's only one. She got Rick hooked on drugs. Uh, Rick has spent a good amount of time in jail uh, for, and again, he's no, he, I'm not defending him. He's a piece of shit too, obviously. Abandoned his fucking kids, junkie, you know? It's like, I have no love for that guy. That's for goddamn sure. Um, but I did, did you see the video that I shared on um, on Facebook, Deb? Um, which one? Um, KP on first days and cars. If you remember the stories from X, yes, that's right. So I want to share, I shared this, um, video here. Let me, uh, a little more positive. I shared this on Facebook earlier. More positive. This, yeah. It came up on Twitter. So this is, uh, the Barcelona Olympics in 1992. This is the first Olympics I remember. This is the 400 meter semifinals. And one of the favorites to medal that year was a guy from England named, uh, Derek Redmond. And this is the semifinals. Top four get into the finals. And watch what happens here. Olympic Stadium in Barcelona coming up to the men's 400 meter semifinals. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Top four to win this Lewis in lane three. Roberto Hernandez is out quickly in four. Now the next round. Down the back stretch. Well, that's the speed running very, very quickly. And inside Lewis, Sunday Pado, Nigeria. Oh, so Eric Redmond of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redmond is out. Eric Redmond, the British record holder, is a fourth member of that British four by 400 meter relay team. He doesn't want anybody to help him. And it'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. Look at this. He's going to try to finish his semifinal race. The British have a certain tradition of running, which you have to respect. 
Now watch this. You see this guy coming from you see a, you see a guy running down the stairs. Yeah. Look at this one, the security guy got him over. Look at the face he makes. Yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Lost, dude. My kid. Look at his son. Right? Approaches the finish line, line he had wanted so desperately to reach. I'm not gonna lie, I watched that video today. You cried, and, I watched it and oh, and I did not intend to cry. But I watched yeah, that video today because uh, Derek Revan's father died today uh, or yesterday yeah. in England, and uh. And so this came back up and this was 30 years ago. And I, I'm like, I totally forgot about this. I was so young when this happened, but I'm like, I watched that and I was not intending to cry. I was watching it because I was wanting to see the race. Actually, I was yeah. I'm a junkie and I wanted to see you win the race. I'm like, I want to actually watch the race. And so I watched it and I'm like sitting there with my son and I start freaking crying. Like uncontrolled, like it's, and it just came out, and there was nothing I could do to stop it's just, it. Just like you can so relate now, you know. It's like you know, oh, as parent. I would not have cried about this ten years ago, uh, right? Until I had kids of my own, and because no, it's I'm just, the same way. I'm the same way, dude. So much yeah. stuff shuts me off, and we're just like, whoa. Like and that, what you saw in that video, I mean, this was the worst. It, this was at first. This was the worst day of Derek Redman's life. Was the, this race because he pulled his his um, muscle during the race, and this is his dream is shattered. And but in hindsight, this turned out to be the best day of his life, especially on a day like today when his father passed. And this obviously has to be extremely hard for him because his father loved him, and yeah. he has this memory to look back on, and that is powerful right there. That when I watch this video, I'm like that dad. The way he rushed down those stairs, there was no thought involved in that. It was no, pure, he was a parent going to his child who was right. in need. You know? It was pure instinct. Yeah. That is the natural instinct of a parent is to want to be there for their child when the child's in distress. No matter how old their kid gets, you're always going to want to be there for your child. And to just see him running down, like, there was no doubt. And like he's like, you're going to let one of these security guards like, tell me, no, get the fuck out of here. No, that is not happening. Just to see the look on his son's face, too, when he looked over and he realized that his father was there, too, and he starts crying yeah. and put his shoulder on him. Like, that was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen, the amount of love in that video. Uh, and, and so I watched that. I'm just like, that is what it's all about right there. That is um, – those people love each other, and it's unconditional. The, Derek Redman could do could be a monster. Uh, it could be the worst person in the world, and it wouldn't matter to his dad because that was it's always son, going because it's still your son, right? No matter what, you will always be your son. You're always going to be proud of him, and you want to be there for them. And it's just like I watch this, and I'm just like, for those of us, and what this guy did it was amazing. 
Um, and I think a lot, m most normal parents can, can relate to this. And that's what makes it so powerful. And you have to be truly deranged to not want to be there for your kids. Like you have to be like, if you're not, if that's not your natural instinct is to want to be there for your kids to just be like, well, I like, they're happy with their foster parents. <laughs> like, they're nice. They can't conceive. They should have two. They can have two of mine. They, I'm not bonded with them. Like, what is wrong? With, like, yeah, I'll take one from each gender and one from each baby daddy. Thank you. Yeah. Like, you have a serious illness in your brain if you are capable of giving. And that's one thing with Krusty Panties I think I've underestimated is she clearly has severe mental health issues. So, and I don't feel bad going at her because she comes at me. So what am I going to do? But she has – you have to be extremely fucked up, extremely fucked up in the head to give your children away and give up and not have these moments for the rest of your life and just not care that much, you know, not care. Imagine if Redmond dad had left him. I know for a shitty podcast, basically. I mean, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's like, it was too hard. It was too much. It was too much. So I'm like, she had a sister. I kept her. That's not bad. I'm still a good parent. Here's a picture. I, of I'm, I'm with Carrie on this. Totally. Like I do. I feel like this really strongly. <laughs> A state should mandate unfit mothers to be fit. I mean, I think Kate fixed herself, luckily, because suddenly she just stopped having children. Yeah, didn't she say she did? I feel like... I think she did. I mean, that's the most responsible thing she ever did. Too little, too late on that one. Right. But at least she stopped. That's one. the only positive thing she ever did is, you know, stop reproducing while being fertile. So there's that. Good job, Kate. Way to stop at four. Not bad. Okay. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? That that video, man, that just got to me. I fucking cried like a baby. And my son does Did your son go like what what's wrong? At least did you get it? No, he yeah, no, he didn't. And he's just like, What are you doing? Like he I'm like, and what are you gonna say to him? Yeah. So I still I did show him the video and I told him and I'm like, look at see this dad, the way he's like being there for a son. I'm like, that's the way I'm always going to be with you. I'm like, because right. we I like his like my his love for me is different, I think, than my love for him. It's my oh, it's yeah. it's strong. Like mine is stronger. Like be perfectly honest with you, um, because in in mine was the same way with my parents. And I sent this video to my parents afterwards, and I said, uh, I'm like, I just want to thank you. And you know, um, I'm like this. I just I, I couldn't understand this when I was his age. I couldn't understand. Yeah. No, no, no. That, no, that. you can't. You can't. Yeah. And people so, always tell you you'll get it when you have kids of your own. And you're all like, whoa, what the fuck? It's bullshit, but you do. Yeah, I've just become more of a puss, if you will. Like, I cry no, more. No, you haven't. You've just become, you know, you're in a different spot now. Stupid. Yeah, just like during stupid movies, like, and in, in stuff like that. Like, I freaking Dude, I crying. <laughs> like, it's I just like, fuck? I'm like weaker now than I've it ever had. It feels and so bad, doesn't it? Like, it does. It feels, I guess like it's the worst for a guy, like, you know, I feeling have, that way. But. Well, I have like this Achilles heel now. Like I have a serious weakness and that's my children now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like your, your desire to protect them. Like before I just had to protect myself. Right. Whereas like, so now it's just like, yeah, I have this weakness, you know? And, uh, I, I can be easily a little shit like makes you sad. Like you watch a movie and you know, just like little shit like that. It's just like, it reminds yeah. you of your kid and you just, you cry, you know? Yeah. Like, immediately you know? now. And it's like, I remember my mom being that way when I was a kid and be like looking at her and like rolling my eyes and be like, what's wrong with you? Like it's a movie, you know? You know what movie makes me cry? What? John Q. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think so. It's the best Denzel movie. It's a movie where really? he takes, he takes uh his son can't get a, it's like a propaganda for universal healthcare, but if once you ignore that, it's okay. <laughs> But basically, his son can't get a heart transplant because they don't have the right insurance or something. He's going to die. And Denzel uh, takes a gun 
He's like this working class guy, uh, law abiding, and he's he holds he creates a hostage situation in the hospital. And he's not he's gonna start killing people, he says, until he gets the heart. He's not really gonna kill anyone, but until right. he gets the heart transplant. But then at the end, they basically say he's like, you know, he has the same heart or whatever. He's like, he volunteers to kill himself in order to save his child. Yeah, and I yeah. fucking just yeah, I would too. I would have been done. Oh my god! When that happened, when he when he says he's willing to kill himself, he's like, and he puts like the gun to his head. I'm like, oh, dude, fucking gets me, man. It's the best Denzel the movie. It's, 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 a lot of people haven't seen it. Though, you know? It's the best Denzel movie, and that's saying because he's got amazing. He's movies. got a lot, yeah. Now, if you haven't seen John Q, watch John Q. It's great. I will actually. You know. Okay. Anybody else have any questions? I'm glad. How do you say it? Yeah, he still likes it. What? How do you say it? pronounce it? Emory? Emory. Okay, all right. Thanks. She's seen it. Okay. All right. Um, I think, oh. <laughs> You're too nice, Carol. You missed her earlier when she wants to send you a penis molding kit and have you send it back. <laughs> this was a new one. I don't have that offer in the store, but um, you can pay your price there, buddy. I don't think that's a whole store. <laughs> That would be a unique way to market. So, well, it's all out there anyway. Um, not anyway. not your own home model. Come on. No, no, not the one make your. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, anybody else thoughts on Zappy? I mean, very interesting. Um, very interesting that he actually performed well. They didn't ask him to do much, and at the end, they didn't trust him, which was a big mistake. But uh, I think I think it's it's funny you that when Belichick has his back up against the wall, he coaches well. Like he knows how to coach these games and win these running games when you know you're going to run. Like we did that. With, we beat Buffalo last year in that game where Mac Jones threw three passes. Uh, a couple of years before that, the, the thing was the COVID year, we were going against Kansas City with Hoyer. We were competitive in that game. We were competitive in most games with Cam Newton. Um, like when Belichick has his back up against the wall, he turns into a much better coach. And when like like this was easily his best coach game of the year. It's like where has that been for the other three games? Like why are we? I don't know. So I, I love the zappy thing that's happening there because it also puts pressure on Mac to be better. And I think this is going to benefit the team. You got to beat the Lions this weekend. I, I feel bad. I like the Lions. My son likes the Lions too. Um, I, but and they'll be one and four if they lose. So I feel bad for them. But we have to beat them. We ha we cannot go one and four. Go two and three, and then you got Cleveland. I think you got the Jets in there. You got some shitty teams coming up. That's not um, gonna be good. So you just gotta go. You gotta start winning some of these games, and then you like, look. Let's be four and four, like we were last year, and then we'll go from there. Uh, what's it gonna take to get one of these cuck administrators on the live? <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. None of those people. And that's what's so impressive about Ramona is she did. She's she's willing to go on record and come on here. God bless that woman. She's great. She was awesome. Um, were you a good ally and went to see <laughs> what's bros? That movie. Oh, you didn't hear about it? It's the new groundbreaking gay rom com in theaters. Oh, the one that bombed? <laughs> the one that didn't uh, do well. Probably. I mean, why? Yeah, I mean, more... it's been such a long time coming and everybody wanted to see it. Why would yeah. it bomb? Yeah, it's so weird. No, the, the critics loved it. I mean, the, but it's funny, actual so people didn't. Critics. I did see Brady is divorcing. Um, I don't know. It's like yeah, I, I don't I'm a big, rumors about that. Big into like you know whatever their thing is. I'm I'm surprised they lasted this long. Quite That's frankly, what I'm saying they've been together a long time. Um, but 
did he choose football over her? Um, I see. I don't. I disagree with that narrative. I think People he, say, she should shut up and like waited a year. You know, yeah, it's like, fucking retire again. You know, it's also like stand by your man. Right. Like, stand, like, if you're, it's like he, he chose football over us. It's like, well, most people work past 45. Fucking you don't love right? this man who doesn't, you know, it's like he happens to be still be playing. And it's like, and if you support him, then you support what he wants to do. He wants to play football. So you should be there for him. But she never gave a fuck about football. She's not even American. You know, she doesn't give a shit. About, football's an American culture thing. Giselle doesn't yeah. give a shit about any of that. I'm, I'm honestly shocked it lasted so long. Be perfectly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. When he, I remember when he like first left to be with her, like when the, ever after he had the first kid, then it was a huge big scandal. Remember, like, and they yeah, that together. was with Bridget Moynihan. Bridget I think Moynihan, the, yeah. You never hear about that kid either. When that kid probably like seventeen now. Gotta be, yeah. Yeah, he had the two with Giselle. Um, man, yeah, it's like they'll be fine. It's like, but imagine Tom Brady was your fucking dad. That'd be so boss. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like I'd much rather have my dad be Tom. Brady, then my mom be Giselle. Because people are just gonna be like, Your mom, I want to fuck your mom. Whereas, right? like, Brady, All it's like, time. Yeah, she's like Brady. a model, though, isn't she? Or yeah. she was. Yeah, she's like the most famous supermodel in the world. So there's that. Um, yeah, I'm like, well, she, of course, she's um, gorgeous. Um, I think, I he, think that too. What? That she looks like I a horse? I think that he did the full Florida move, like, because she wanted to. Oh, I'm sure she definitely was influenced, influential in that, no doubt. I mean, why would she want to be stuck in Massachusetts? Right. But she hasn't complained this whole time. So. We also could have kept them. We chose not to. In the end, I think it's not that big. Of, we weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady the last couple of years anyway. So might as well start. You're going to have to start over sometime. Right. And he's not playing well this year. That That would be the irony of it all is if he got divorced. And then it appears as if he's he's not playing well this year so far. Because so, he's not—he doesn't know what he wants to do, and his like—it's reflecting on the field. You know? He's like, also he forty-five. Know. He's yeah. forty-five years old. Like this cannot continue forever. It is insane that it is still going on. So, all right. Anybody else? Um, he got plastic. I mean, they all get—they're all. Get, I don't hold that against him. It's like he's now it will be used to impress someone else. Like that's just what rich people He'll do. He'll find a twenty-something somewhere, rich, please. Like, I was rich. I would do it too. Like of course, rich people are going to get plastic. Oh, yeah. It's like a little shit, you know what I mean? You get rid of the wrinkles. Why wouldn't you if you're that rich? You could just fucking pay for it. Pay to be pretty. And it's like a midlife crisis. You see, I don't have to pay luckily, but you know, some people do. I would totally do it. Maybe in 10 years I would. We'll see. I mean, you look 60 already, so don't bother. I do look 60. That's true. I, I'm an old. Do I really it's look all that those forehead really? wrinkles? Why you don't, that's why I was like, I saw that and laughed so hard. I look that old. No. That's what made me laugh. Okay. Like, I don't know, man. I wish I could, like, go back in my head and revisit my brain when I was a kid, like, or a teenager. You know how you always, like, look differently at things when you didn't know stuff, you know? And you'd look mm -hmm. at, like, a, when you were a little kid and you look up a teenager and you're like, wow, that guy's so cool. And he's, like, 12. You know, it's just, like, it's nothing, you know? It's your whole perception changes. So, I don't yeah. know. Maybe you do look 60 to a child. Uh, I guess so. Tom Brady's about to get a lot of pussy, though. He is about to be swimming in it. Oh, my yeah, God. He's going to have that unlock, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, worked out well for him. I think it'd be okay. All right, guys. Uh, so I guess we're going to call it a night. It's getting a little bit late. Good show. Um, thank you guys all for the donos there and the support and just being on here in general. Love you guys all. Love Turtle Riders. Um, I was feeling under the weather earlier. I'm feeling a little better now, actually. So you sound I was, better, actually. I was dead before, man. Like, I, my back is hurting. Tooth is hurting. I don't know. It's I guess not I'm, like upper back or lower back? I have bad posture. So I when I, like, I, I blog like this. Sitting on the fucking couch, 
it oh, gets yeah. too fucking much, man. It's not good for my back. I yeah, sit. Don't give him a desk. Give a desk, right? Yeah, I never do it. I never sit at it, though. I mean, you, just, you just sit on the couch. So, see, if I'm couch. trying to do something, I got to sit, like, at the computer and do yeah, it. Yeah, I got to start doing that, too. Yeah, so. All right, guys. Um, so, anyway, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys uh, for the next episode of Turtle Boy Live on Saturday night. Peace, Turtle Riders. Give us a thumbs up and comment, too, by the way, if you haven't done so already, because we only got 121, so keep them coming. All right? Peace, Turtle Riders. Good night, everyone.